It's Sports by the Book at the South Point Studio. Here's Jeff Parles. Let's go. It's Football Friday here on Sports by the Book. Happy to be with you. I'm Jeff Parles. Alongside me. Where am I? Where, where are you? That's where great. It's a great question. I'm trying to find myself. Oh, there I am. Yeah, he, there, you're right there. All right. I right here. Myself. Whatever, whatever way you want to look. Vinny Malhulo's here. Uh, good to see you. Good to see you, buddy. Good to see you. Chris Andrews will be us, be with yeah. us He's, uh, shortly. Yeah. He is a very busy man. Yes, he is. A lot and, of business today, so uh, you'll see uh, as we progress here, and uh, will be uh, emphasized by our colleague Jimmy Vaccaro. Who's I was going to say we're going to be graced with Jimmy's presence yep. as well. Big tickets. Can't wait. Can't wait for that. One customer too, right? Yeah, on, on those big tickets. One, one customer uh, uh, on. I think it was about ten sides and nine totals. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible mm-hmm. stuff. So, Vinny, let's. You want to you hop right in? Sure. You want to hop go, right buddy. in? Let's go. Oh, uh, you know what? I should ask you about every single college basketball game on the schedule today, right? Sure. Well, it's just today. You, know, you could compare today to Monday, right? <laughs> let's just put every so, game on the, on it, one day. Yes, it's every let's game put on one day. 130 games on at a time. Marquee game today is Arizona Duke. Duke is taking the money in that one. Yeah, uh, no real surprise, yeah, right? It's not much of a shot. Uh, uh, highly higher rated than, than Arizona uh, in terms of power ratings and. Uh, uh, but no real surprise here. Duke, I think, is going to get a lot of attention, particularly early this year. Chris there Andrews he is. is here. Hello. How you doing? As promised. <laughs> good, to, good to have you. Chris Andrews, Thank the sportsbook director you. here. Uh, I was just asking Vinny uh, real quick uh, before we get into the football for tonight. Yeah. Because this is, you, you, we were talking before the show, the action on the football games has been outrageous for you guys. Yeah. Couple that with. Duke basketball playing a big game, and yeah. there's a bunch of other big college basketball games on the card. The NBA in-season tournament, the second day of that today. There's some hockey. Oh, and by the way, all this can go through Sunday for the NFL. Yeah. Pretty good betting day here on a Friday. You know, I looked at this week's menu, and I, I'm not sure how this is going to work out. You know, the college schedule looked like okay. okay. Pro schedule looked horrible. You know, and I knew we had college basketball on us, and, you know. <laughs> Our business has been so strong; it's been unbelievable. I know Jimmy's going to come on a little bit later to show you some a couple of tickets we had, but our our business has just been fantastic. So I'm um, no complaints, and I'm glad to have it because, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes you are. It's a function of the schedule at times, you know. But uh, people always find things to bet on, and uh, they certainly found some this week. You know, Jeff. To Chris's point, what it's important is that. Again, you've got people specializing too, right? That when it comes to it, now because you've, you've got uh, you got NBA, you've got uh, uh, the college basketball schedule, which is an extensive schedule, as you mentioned. It's very early in the season, so a lot of professional betting action there. Hockey, you know, you you got your folks with, with a hockey niche, and then of course uh, all the college and and pro football that uh, that's taking place too. So when you put it all together, it makes for a very expansive betting menu and that that uh, adds to the uh, certainly adds to the volume and as you said Vinny, all the college basketball games required to be played on monday well, that, and friday it has to be i mean it's required a, you know, it's un- unbelievable Unless don't, don't spread them out and don't even uh, spread them out by time just nah. put them all put them, the- put them all at seven o'clock eastern four o'clock pacific no 100 percent uh even though again it's a it's a, a big week for uh, james madison uh, across That's the board right. as they yeah. beat Michigan State on Monday. Yep, unbelievable. Somehow last night down five with three seconds to go, force overtime and winning Kent State. Uh, pretty Could, amazing stuff. I saw they, they uh, 
petition the NCAA to for allow football. Them. Yes. Yeah. First of all, I, I do have a, a serious question. I thought the NCAA had nothing to do with no, the this bowl is, games. This is all the NCAA. They don't want teams coming up. No, I understand that. Yeah. But I thought the NCAA does not has no jurisdiction over the bowl games. They have jurisdiction over who's eligible. Oh, they okay. Yes. Thank you for the, for yes. clarifying that because yes. I didn't know. That's I, correct. I didn't know yes. that because yes. I know that they they technically have no jurisdiction over correct like have, the Cotton Bowl. They have or no whatever. jurisdiction of who gets sent where. Okay, that's all up to the bowl games and I the see. leagues. But over who's eligible to play in a bowl, that is okay. that well, is on the NCAA. I, I yes. didn't understand. That. So yes. so they're they're going to be looking for teams with both this well, many, over I mean, 40 they, bowl games there, there could be a team with a losing record going to a bowl game well, but they can it, it, no if, if if there are not enough six and six teams james madison can go the main uh, reason for the petition now because it doesn't look like there's going to be enough bowl teams at six and six so it looks like they'll that, go anyway yeah. they want to get in that sunbelt championship uh, game yeah. mm -hmm. that's really where we're at where they are the best team in that league sure oh, yeah and all i could tell you is chris for books that offered Sunbelt Championship tickets, you could have some real carnage if James cool. Madison is eligible in yeah. the game there. Uh, I don't think we booked the Sunbelt. That would be a check your check your uh, book your your yeah. house rules on that you one. Know, I don't. We might have if we did. We didn't uh, have much action on it. Yeah. I'll tell you that. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'd probably be the runner-up then if they're not eligible. Yeah, I, that would that would be the smart thing to do, Vinny. But well, we you know, have to pay uh, somebody. Yeah. No, uh, at least well, we do. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. All right, let's get to tonight. Let's we'll take these in, in one fell swoop here, gentlemen. North Texas on the road in Dallas to take on SMU. This has gone from 17 to 20. SMU lane. And SMU has really put the smackdown on some teams yeah. recently. Uh, and UNLV, this has been one of the wildest moving games of the entire week. So <laughs> well, this, Except for last week's UNLV game. Well, the, the steam was right on that one. Do you think so? Yeah. <laughs> um, UNLV, yeah. Chris, you opened five. You got as high as five and a half. You got as low as two and a half. Yeah. But you've been pretty steady since this morning once it went back to three. You know, Jeff, I don't know what's going on, but you know, we, we, these games tonight, you, you think it's a New Year's Day Bowls. We got so much business on both these games. But this uh, UNLV game, uh, listen, ever since the uh, local teams really become you know, really a factor in college mm -hmm. football. Our action has been great. And I remember, you know, many years ago, Vinny, when, when did we allow UNR and UNLV to be so, bet, bet on? It was about 1997-98, Chris, when the uh, National Gambling Impact Study yeah. Commission came through. And then, then uh, Commission Chairman and soon-to-be Governor Brian Sandoval yeah, was I presented like, a I question. Him, yeah. Okay. By, uh, by McCain, yeah. Yes, by, by Senator John McCain. Uh, at the time, and said, "Well, if you folks here in Nevada, the hearing it was touring the country, and one of the stops was here in Las Vegas, and um, Senator McCain asked if you do such a good job of policing uh, sports and the act betting activity, especially on college sports, when how come there's no wagering allowed on UNLV and then Reno was Nevada was called Nevada yeah. Reno at the time UNR, and uh, Commissioner Sandoval looked and said, you know, that's a very good question." I think we're going to change that. And within a year, it yeah. changed. So a long answer, but that's exactly yeah. what happened. Well, I remember testifying. They brought yeah. me in, and they, yeah. one of the things they asked me, are they going to bet on UNLV and UNR? They were UNR. 
You ain't going to bet? I said, if they're winning, they'll bet on them. If they aren't winning, they won't bet on them. It's just like anybody else. Well, right now, this UNLV team's winning. And, oh, yeah. of course, you always yeah. have – there's always short sellers in any efficient market, and we have it now, you know, certainly in, in this market. <laughs> we didn't have any last week on the UNLV game, but, you know, theoretically. Um, but, yeah, we got great two-way action here on this. And, uh, listen, I'm, I, I spent all those years in Reno, so I'm a Nevada fan. I don't root for UNLV. Uh, you know, I hate to say that. But it is good for the town. It is good for our, our action to have UNLV uh, great in football. And, of course, I'd love to see them get back up there with basketball. I'll be rooting against them most of the time, but I think it would also be great to have them up there. Uh, it's not a not a good start to the season for UNLV basketball. No, no. Earlier in the week, losing as a 16.5-point favorite at home convincingly. Yes. To Southern earlier in the week. Uh, again, Barry Odom and company with a legitimate path to 10 and 2, amazing enough, mm-hmm. in year one here in Las Vegas for Odom. All right, let's get to Saturday, guys. Going rotation number order as we always do. This is just happens to be a 9 a.m. Pacific game. Noon Eastern, Lexington, Kentucky, the site. Alabama plays at UK here. Big game for Mark Stoops and company. Big game for Alabama, yeah. who is uh, basically win or go home at this point for the college football playoff. Chris, you opened 10 and a half. You went to 11 yesterday. You haven't moved off of that. Your total sitting at 47 on this game. No, right now, the, the big play is on Bama minus a 10 and a half. Not, not huge, but big enough, big enough to move us. And since then, since, uh, since we've gone to 11, we're writing some pretty decent two-way action. I think this will get a lot of play before we get to uh, tomorrow's kickoff. You might see this game go up a little bit more. I don't think it's going down. i very doubtful. But I think you may see the public go to work on this one and move this one up a little bit. Yeah, I mean, this, this is a bigger, uh, a big game for both teams, right? Kentucky looking to get into a, a stronger bowl. I mean, they've they've not been the same since uh, they, they really got taken apart uh, at Georgia. So, um, look, uh, you know, and, and as far as Alabama goes, you know, again, we've got the, the, the committee rankings. Uh, but in terms of power ratings, Alabama still – one of the top, at least of mine, uh, one yeah, of the top too. four teams. Uh, you know, and again, we don't we don't make the pairings. We don't make the the football. Uh, uh, you know, the 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 final four pairings. Just give us the matchups, and we'll uh, we'll give the prices. But I will tell you this: Alabama has uh, righted the ship, and uh, they're 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 a factor. Uh, so believe me when I tell you, the committee. There's a lot of people hoping. Uh, for not only them to lose, but some other people to lose too, because somebody's going to be on the outside looking in when it comes down to that final four. No, that and we talked with Chris Felica about this yeah. yesterday. Yeah. The the worst case scenario for the committee, at least to me, is you have a one loss SEC champ. That's Alabama, not Georgia. Even though Georgia probably is not losing a regular season conference game because the only one left is we'll get to one later with with Ole Miss. Um, Texas at twelve and one, right. a Pac twelve champion at twelve and one, right. and an undefeated Florida State. Mm-hmm. That really yeah. becomes a very difficult situation for the committee, uh, because let's face it, all those teams that are pretty darn similar. Once we're getting that, we're splitting hairs, oh, yeah. and I would imagine in the power rankings, we're splitting hairs once we get past the Big Ten champion at that point. If it's that scenario, yeah, no, there's no question about it. I thought Bear he, he did a great job on the show. He did yeah. a great job breaking that down as well as he always does. So, uh, no question that. There's there's a lot of a lot of schools and uh, the committee themselves looking uh, looking for for some some teams to go down, Chris. They would love some clarity coming out of this, and I'm not sure they're going to get it. 
You know, the bear talked yesterday how under that scenario that you just painted, Oregon likely out. Yeah, I would I would agree. I, yeah, I, I, I might agree, I might not, but I can tell you right now, my power ratings, I got Oregon the second best team in the country. Who's number one? Uh, Michigan. Michigan. Yeah. Michigan for Michigan. me. Yeah. I've got Michigan. Uh, I've got Oregon. Um, I've got Oregon number four, actually. Yeah, but but they're all right I mean, there. Yeah, you're they're, talking they're about very close. Splitting bunched, hairs. So. Yeah. yeah. It's all close. Between Oregon, uh, I mean, like Vinny said, I got Bama way up there. I don't have Washington too far down, although they've played a couple bad games in a row, but I'm not sure. I'm going to just take that into account. Texas now with Ewers back. Uh, you know, we've got all these guys that are just right there. And, uh, boy, if there's ever a need for a 12-team playoff, this this might be the year. We're still a couple weeks away, though. There there may be some clarity. Mm-hmm. Listen, Michigan could lose two games. I mean, they're a four-and-a-half-point favorite at Penn State. Um, you know, they could easily lose to Ohio State. I'm not sure Maryland can beat them, but they could easily lose mm-hmm. two games. And like I said, that would certainly uh, yeah. offer a lot more clarity in, in the final. Picture. Yeah, I mean, it, regardless, it – it would be a scenario where I think only one Big Ten team is getting in. And it's whoever ends up 13-0 between Ohio State and Michigan. Uh, we'll get to Michigan in a second because there was news that came down earlier in the yeah. day with Jim Harbaugh right. that he's not allowed to be on the sidelines the rest of the regular season because of this sign-stealing nonsense that's devolved into basically a screaming match across that conference. Uh, I can tell you, if Jim, if Jim Delaney was there still, that this would not be happening well, right now. Well, I was watching. I feel pretty confident on that. I was watching Get Up this morning. Okay. And uh, Desmond Howard, I don't always like, because he knocked Penn State pretty good, you know, so I don't always like him, but he had a great point. Do you think this would happen in the SEC? No chance. If they caught Nick Saban or, or, or Kirby no doing chance. this kind of stuff? There's no chance whatsoever. I'm it not even. Not I'm not even convinced if Ryan Day got caught doing this that the Big Ten would act. The, yeah, I think this is solely because no one likes Jim Harbaugh. I think you're 100. And they're right. looking for any excuse to want to get him to go back to the NFL. Basically, uh, you know, I, I I think. Well, I wouldn't say 100 percent right, but I'd say you're well over 95 yeah, percent right. Close, almost yeah. on the, on the ball. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I, but I think you know Harbaugh is just one of those lightning rod kind of guys. You can love him or hate him. A lot of guys hate him. He recruits pretty well, though, so evidently a few people love him. Uh, but uh, I I think were it any other coach, I don't think we'd be going through this. 100. percent I heard he's uh, gotten a hold of Bobby Valentine. <clears throat> for some extra mustache. I don't know. I'm, I'm waiting for another confirmation from uh, from back east. <laughs> let's uh, let's move along. Let's go to a game that, uh, boy, if this was in the early 90s, would really would be the game of the week. Not so much anymore. <laughs> no. Florida State hosting Miami. Chris, from 15 to 14 on this one, 51 and a half. Seminoles, a big favorite. Looking to wrap up an undefeated ACC card for them this year. I don't have a strong opinion here, but uh, I, I don't know. Just talking to and listen to the Bear talk yesterday. It sounds like he thinks Miami might want to quit. Kind of, but uh, we've kind of seen this in the past. Uh, I'm not sure that's true or not. I think the number is a little bit high. Gun to my head, though, at 14, I think I would probably play the favorite. But uh, you know, 15, I think was was a take, and that's what they did off me. 14, though. I, you know, and I know it's cutting it pretty close, but I think I would like the favorite at that price. This is Miami's game of the year. Let's face it, for a lot of reasons. I mean, uh, not only recruiting purposes, but also there's a lot of personal feelings, I think, on this field. Right? A oh, lot yeah, of these players know each other. They all got recruited 
uh, a lot of them got recruited together. A lot of them used to be teammates when they were in high school. And everything. So there's a lot of emotion, one of the more emotional aspects uh, to, a, uh, to a rivalry game, right? So you put that all together, but all that said here, um, you know, much more, uh, much more talent. I could see that I could understand to take it more than two touchdowns, uh, but I could also see some uh, uh, some Florida State money, particularly in uh, in teasers and in money line parlays, even though it's a big number. I crossed this off. I, I thought it north of two touchdowns, okay, maybe, but mm-hmm. the quit factor with Miami definitely yeah. came into mind, and for Florida State. You know what? You have to be beating people by margin here because you want to give the committee no reason at all to possibly knock you out, even if you go 13-0. and 0. You don't want to give them any reason whatsoever to say, hey, I don't care that they went 13-0. and 0. This 12-1 and 1 team is better than them and their resume is better. you got to be knocking these teams around the last three weeks. Yeah, that's very interesting because I would say a lot of those teams that are going to have one loss at least in my power ratings, are less than Florida State. Now, you know, from the beginning of the year, I thought Florida State would have been my select. Not that I thought they were the best team, but they had the best chance of going to the playoffs. That still may be true. But if their job is to pick the best team, Florida State might not be in there. But again, it's all it would be impossible for them if, to ignore an undefeated ACC team. Yeah, if they go 13-0, I don't see They're them being in. left out, but... I mean, Oregon and Washington play an epic Pac-12 championship game that Oregon wins by a point, or Alabama yeah. and Georgia. Somehow Georgia loses to Ole Miss, but it's Alabama and Georgia in the SEC title game, and that's an epic one-score game. Who's in second place in the in the in the uh, West? In, no, in the Big Twelve. I, if Oklahoma State Oklahoma beats State. Texas, yeah. Texas is out. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so so Texas has to go twelve. But it will be Oak State. As of this moment, yeah. yes, okay. yes. As of this moment, it would be uh, all orange in Arlington right now. Style with points mean a great deal yes. this yeah. time of year. Hundred percent. Committee. Let's uh, let's keep rolling here. Duke and North Carolina. Just uh, touching on this quick. Uh, no Riley Leonard again. From eleven to as high as fourteen on North Carolina. Thirteen and a half right now. In this Tons moment. of business on this game. I mean, I know it's not. You know, in the national picture, it's not that much, but this is one of my most heavily bet games. A lot of opinion on this. I mean, the Riley Leonard thing, I kind of thought we knew that he was going to be out, but evidently, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. people had some other opinions. But uh, we've been all over the place on this, and, I mean, I got some huge, huge bets on this game. Rivalry game, uh, we think about this game uh, on, uh, on Tobacco hardwood. Road on uh, on the hardwood. No, not not just on the hardwood, but on the uh, on the turf as well. So uh, to Chris's point, a lot of business on this game, and I think it'll be it'll continue right up until look. It's a, it's a great spot too. This is going to be in a lot of multi leg plays, and there'll be a lot of carryover to this game at five o'clock Pacific tomorrow. We will see how bad North Carolina's defense truly is in this game, because Duke's offense without Leonard has been really bad. Yeah. Uh, honestly, without a healthy Leonard, it has been really bad uh, this year. But Mike Elko, back to a bowl game yet again. Back-to-back mm-hmm. years, job well done there in Durham, regardless of what happens in Chapel Hill on Saturday evening. All right, Chris, speaking of Oklahoma State, here they are. Yeah, They're in Orlando. And it's a weird spot for Oak State because they're second in the Big 12, the only team with one loss, in, or one of two with one losses in the, in the Big 12. Would be them in Texas right now going to Arlington. They get Central Florida, who I think is better than their record shows, especially when Plumlee has played this year. 
You peaked out at three here on Oak State, Chris. Open two, highest three, back to two and a half on the pokes on the road in Orlando for this one. Looks like we found the right number. They laid yep. me the two. They took the three, two and a half. I'm writing really good business. I think right now Central Florida has shown to be the best of these uh, imports that have uh, that are new to the uh, to the league. Uh, you know, I, I think the number's right there. And like I said, it looks like we finally did stumble upon the right number by uh, moving around a little bit. Not not too not too huge a move, but, you know, good action both ways. And uh, this is another one of those 12, it's in the 1230 window, and I'm looking forward to seeing this one. I think it's going to be a good game. Well, you talk about riding the ship, this Oklahoma State team. Yeah. What a job. Now, if the only concern, I guess, possibly a letdown, you know, after last week's big emotional win in the, in the well, at least – for the time being, the foreseeable future, the last uh, bedlam game. So, um, yeah, I could see the uh, I could see the take at, at at three, but I could also see the support for Oak State uh, the way uh, the way they're playing. I have absolutely no idea what to do with this game. This was an immediate cross out. It feels like an awful spot for Oklahoma State, but I feel like I've been saying that for a while now with this team where. All right, it was a look-ahead spot going into the Oklahoma game. They smacked Cincinnati around. I know the yep. Bearcats aren't any good, but they still won that game 45-13. to 13. All right, let's see them go on the road after beating Kansas and Kansas State at home. What did they do? They went outright as an underdog against West Virginia. So this just might be one of those teams that I, I quit going against, even though if there was mm -hmm. ever a spot for them to, fit, to fade away, this does seem like it would be the spot. Maybe one of Gundy's... Best coaching jobs. I don't in think a it's season. one of. I think it is the one. I, I would agree. You look yeah. at the way this team started and really looked like they were were, were completely victimized or or, or did not uh, or adversely affected, I should say, by the transfer portal. And uh, I think he's done just a tremendous job. I mean, you know, this is one of those. I look back at my early power ratings. I had this team vastly underrated, but the first two weeks of the season, I thought, oh, I'm a genius. Yeah. This team isn't very good. Man, Gundy again, not always my favorite guy. But he's done a hell of a job coaching this team. I mean, the first month of the season, they struggled with FCS Arkansas, Central Arkansas. Right. They played three quarterbacks in a slop fest in Tempe that they managed to win because Arizona State was inept. They got blown out by South Alabama. They were thoroughly outplayed in Ames by Iowa State. You're sitting at two and two. I mean, they were, they were what? They were 12-point underdogs against Kansas State at home yeah. at the beginning <laughs> of this run. Yeah, And here they are again, and guess what? that win over Kansas State and that win over Kansas is why yeah. they're probably going to still go to Arlington even if they lose one of these last three games because they have the tiebreak on all those teams at two losses except for Iowa State, and Iowa State is likely going to lose one more. Seven to eight-point increase in the power rating from oh, I buy those, it. that first uh, couple of games. Let's uh, go to Georgia and Ole Miss, guys. Bulldogs. Wasn't easy, but they got it done last week against Mizzou. Uh, the Bulldogs here... Come in nine and zero, Chris. Ten and a half point favorites down from eleven on this one. Total fifty eight down from fifty nine. You know this is not the easiest of two game stretches here for Georgia, where or actually make it three. We'll include next week as well. A good win last week. A good team they have coming in, and then they have to go to Knoxville next week to take on a game Tennessee team as well. Uh, you know, I mean, ever since Lane Kiffin's been at Mississippi, they've been good but a little disappointing in the big games but you know one of these times it's it's like a guy that keeps hitting the ball to the warning track you know one of these times that thing's going over the fence and i don't know if this is going to be it or not but i think mississippi a dangerous dog right here money did show on them plus 11 
Um, you know, right now we're at 10 and a half. I see some, a lot of tens in the market, uh, not many 11. So I think money is on the dog. I'll tell you, you know, uh, we need Georgia to finish the regular season undefeated because we got steamed pretty good on them. Their season win total, which essentially go was a go, yes or no. Go with, undefeated. In yeah, go play. undefeated. Yes or no. And I had a lot of no money. So uh, I, I need Georgia certainly to win this game. But I think this is going to be a tough, tough call for them right now. I think I made my number nine in this game. I, you know, we talk about the best teams in the country. I'm not sure I have Georgia in the top five or six, but they won't be denied either if they win the SEC. And even with one loss, they still may find themselves in that group of four. You know, you you mentioned Lane Kiffin. Similarities in terms of the big games between him uh, and Franklin at Penn State. Yeah, right? I mean, it's very we'll get to here. I hate in, to say that, but you're but dead on. Very yeah. similar, right? And 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 now you have the. The possibility. I don't think he's he's going to because I think they're playing pretty well and they want to try to get through these next uh, games. Bowers has been upgraded to questionable. Mm -hmm. um, Is that right? Yeah, yep. he got oh, upgraded okay. wow. uh, uh, this morning. So, um, I if if you know if there come become if it becomes a little bit more uh, assured that he's or or likely that he's going to play, this number will probably go up then. That, uh, right I would agree. Yeah. I lowered them, you know, assuming yeah, he's, out. he's out. Yeah, but, you know, um, so, so I didn't just, see the upgrade. Just uh, uh, just right before we came on, I, I looked at it and, and and it flashed. So I don't know if it's it's going to be, but again, uh, it'll be a, a a strong bet game, and uh, I like I like the spot at at four o'clock our time. You know, this is just one of those where I really did think Georgia was going to get beat in one of these three games: the Mizzou, the mm -hmm. Ole Miss, Tennessee stretch. But if Bowers comes back and is even 70% of the player yeah. he normally is, they're not losing. And it will come down to who wins that SEC title game in Atlanta, assuming it's Alabama there with them, uh, who gets the, the SEC's spot in the college football playoff at either 13-0 and or 12-1. and All right, let's go to the big one in the Big Ten. Penn State, Michigan, the early game, as we know. Premium game goes at noon Eastern. Not great for us out West, but hey, what are you going to do? Nindy Lions at home, four and a half point dogs, Chris, 45 to, 44 and a half the total. As we said earlier, Jim Harbaugh will not be on the sidelines, suspended for this whole sign-stealing Connor Stallions nonsense. Uh, not a lot on the sidelines the rest of the regular season. He is allowed to coach at practice through the weeks. Uh, obviously, three games to go for Michigan, where this one, nice little... Spot against Maryland, who's going the wrong way. And then, of course, the big one at the big house against Ohio State then the regular season. But right now, this weekend, four-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. This game was five. There was four-and-a-half and five. And then when the uh, suspension was announced, the fives pretty much disappeared. Uh, I'm at four-and-a-half on this game. I do have a little bit of Penn State money, but I got a lot of Michigan money. Mm -hmm. A lot. And it's, you know, let me just talk about power ratings for a second. My power rating has come to three on this game. But, again, power ratings just gives you a place to start. If you open this game three, this would definitely be a one-way market. Nobody would be taking Penn State plus a three. I opened four and a half. I haven't moved it. I think that's actually a really good number on this game. Um, I said, technically, by my action, I could easily be at five. But I don't want to do that. Like I said, they did take the fives everywhere they existed 
uh, once the suspension was announced. I have a feeling if I need to go to five, I'll get plenty of money back on Penn State. But right now, I'm holding the four and a half. I think that's a good number, but a lot of money on Michigan in this one. Great betting game, even though it's it's early, Jeff. You know, we've we've always said that betters adjust to the times, uh, particularly for marquee games. You know, we see it in the NFL with the European games, uh, and we'll see it here. We saw it with uh, uh, some other uh, nine o'clock uh, premier games earlier this year. So again, do you know? Do I wish it was later? Of course, but uh, the other thing is, you know, Harbaugh, he can't be on the sideline, but can he be in a boot? In a boot? I mean, is he? What what is the what what is the definition of him Vinny, not being involved question. at all? Right? Based off so, the way that it was written out, yeah. I'm assuming that they're if he shows up in a yeah. booth with with goggles and a fake mustache, you probably I mean, get booted out of the it, stadium. Do, but hey, who do, knows? Do we really think that in today's day and age, like is he is he prohibited from having any type of communication and in, in coaching these games? Just what? like the beginning of the season, you think he wasn't involved? I mean. Well, I mean, just remember, there's eight. We had, we already have the all the interim coaches at the beginning of the year, so it might be easier to pick one now, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> is somebody going to do the first half, and somebody going to do the second? You're no. doing the first half. I'm going to. are doing the first. No, half. I can't. Get, I'm sorry, I can't do the first half because I'll be in here. Well, you, I have to do the second you on the plane half. there, Vinny. Uh, but uh, you know, Chris, this is this is all on Drew Aller. What are we getting out of him? Because he was bad in the Ohio State game. Mm-hmm. And this defense that Michigan has is better than what Ohio State's defense is. And, and it's not to take away from Ohio State's defense. They're really darn good. But Michigan, to me, is the best defense in the country. And I know they haven't played the elite schedule through the first eight games. But this is a different animal for Aller. But the one good difference for him is that he has the game at home. Yeah. And you have to see what this kid is made of at home against an elite defense. I didn't bet this game. The Harbaugh thing just throws another curveball in it that makes me not want to bet it. But if Aller looks uncomfortable early and Michigan is driving down and settling for field goals instead of scoring touchdowns, that probably means it's a Michigan in-game bet in all likelihood. Well, I really like Aller a lot. I mean, there's no doubt about it. He did not play well against Ohio State. I got to tell you, if you just went position by position, I really think Penn State's probably better than Ohio State. I really do. But when you have your quarterback play a bad game, and, you know, Vinny, I hate to agree with you on this, but, you know, the, I don't think Franklin is the greatest in-game coach. You know, I mean, it's just, and I think we can kind of prove that just by his record. He's a great recruiter. There's a lot of talent. And like I said, I really think if you went position by position, this year I think Penn State had more talent than, than did Ohio State. But they lost that game probably closer, the final score probably closer than – indicative of the way the, the, the game actually was. But I think if Aller plays well and it doesn't come down to a late field goal, one possession game, I think Penn State has a great chance. I'm not sure that's going to be the case. I have I have more trust in Aller, to be honest with you, than I do in Franklin uh, executing you know great in-game decisions. But, but he's going to have to play a great game. The problem I have with the whole suspension thing is it, it, it just has too much inconsistency. I mean, here you are, you know, you've had these allegations, all of a sudden now you're going to make, unless, so what is there, some kind of finding that makes you believe that he was responsible for some, you know, for this, you know, impropriety, whatever you want to call it, or a rules violation, but now, now, so, so, but, but yet, if they get to the postseason, or in a, they're going to be in a bowl game at the very least, that's okay. He's eligible I mean, for, is, the, for the Big Ten championship I mean, so based, the Big game Ten. based so, off so, of this. So really, right. I, yeah. I think that the hypocrisy only adds to 
what, what what the problem is. And this is another reason why, you know, the the NCAA is frankly going to is going to go away at some point. I the, mean, the other thing that could happen here that would not shock me is that the Michigan players are so annoyed with everything that has happened, saying, "Hey, this is the." They're saying we're illegitimate. This record's not, we're not as good as our right. record is because they've been, all, all that. If you're paying attention, everyone ends up stealing signs. Like, we just know that's the case in college football. In every sport. In every sport, yeah. and especially in college football. Michigan just was a little more brazen in how they went about it. Um, and they were caught. And most importantly, they were caught. You're telling me some of these other teams aren't being as brazen as them? The whole thing's nonsense to me. Why does every coach give the signals with a piece of paper over his face? Yes. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah well, and well, why the, does a second baseman go into the pitcher and put his glove over his face? Yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. it's just what they do. We saw in one of the – was that a playoff game? I think it was a playoff game, not a World Series game, where the guy intentionally balked to get yeah. the runner yeah. off. Was it a playoff game? Yeah, that was a playoff game a, a playoff few years game, yeah. ago, yeah. Not no this year. Was there did. one this year yeah, too? Yeah, he intentionally balked to right. get the runner off a of second base so they couldn't re steal his signs. I mean, there's two outs, obviously. It wasn't uh, the third base thing wasn't gonna hurt him on a fly ball or something right. like that. All right, let's uh let's keep it rolling here. Kansas and Texas Tech. So, Chris, uh it feels like every week when it's Alex and I on Saturday, whenever it's a Texas Tech game. Alex is on Texas Tech, and I'm on the opposite side. Two-way action. Uh, the two-way action on the, on the yeah. desk. This week, that's not the case. Kansas, you have as a four-point favorite in this game. Uh, you opened three and a half, bounced around a little bit, but back to four now, total 62. I think Kansas has, because of the injury to Daniels, and I think Jason Bean has played pretty darn well other than yeah, that. And he's and, been there all year, uh, essentially. Uh, yeah, yeah, other than that, other than that bad fourth quarter against Oklahoma State, which may very well cost him a bid to the Big Twelve title game, as wild as that is, mm -hmm. I think this is too short. This is actually a, a, one of my bigger plays this week was Kansas laying the three and a half earlier in the week. I Texas Tech is still on the backup quarterback in Morden. They played well last week, but I think that had more to do with the fact that TCU doesn't have the magic carpet that they had a year ago. Um it's three and a half and four. There's yeah. still a lot yeah, of three and a half three, in the market. Three and a half, yeah. They're laying me the four. Yeah. You know, and uh I, I tend to agree with you. I made this number a little bit higher. Uh, you know, I have uh, my in-laws are from Kansas, so I've kind of been, you know, in the last couple of years been rooting for them. And uh when they you know, matter of fact, uh my daughter's father-in-law, we were texting last week because I told him originally when they hired Lance Leipold, I said, you got the right guy. Now, I mean, I don't know about the rest of the program. You funnel money into it like you do with the basketball team, mm -hmm. but you got the right guy coaching. And now here it is a couple years later. Uh, now they're all saying, yeah, we definitely have the right guy. And they got to listen, didn't self just get self got a, a lifetime contract, yeah, like a nine million a year or and something. And rumblings that. Kansas is load, loading up to do the same for Leipold. I hope they do because yeah. uh, there is no reason on earth that Kansas cannot compete on a national level. Have you ever been to – you've been to of Lawrence, course. haven't you? Of course. Lawrence is a great town. Yeah. Listen, go all the way back to Wilt Chamberlain. I didn't even go yeah. Wilt Chamberlain out of Philadelphia. There may have been a little cheating going on at that point, but nonetheless, no. Lawrence is <laughs> Lawrence is a great place, you know. And I think uh, right now, like I said, they hold on to Leipold. I think they got the right guy. I I hope they maintain this, uh, even take another step forward and become one of the uh, you know national contenders well, on a yearly well, in basis. In a new look Big Twelve with Texas and Oklahoma gone, someone yeah. does have to fill the shoes. The 
expectation is that it would be Gundy and Oklahoma State or or uh, or Kansas State with Kleiman. Uh, right. But there's no reason to think that it can't be Kansas sliding in and, and or heck, you, you know what's going to happen. Kyle Whittington's going to come right in. Utah's going to end up being the best team in that league next year, Vinny. Well, I know this. <laughs> this is why this show gives you so much more than just the numbers, the statistics. Chris Andrews, ladies and all you young folks out there, you guys behind the glass, right? Praise your in-laws, all right? Remember, remember that. But just remember what Chris's most important point about you this You might game need them was. someday. <laughs> it's never a bad thing. <laughs> Did get as high as four and a half, though, right, Chris? At yeah, one point, uh, so not in my store. There were four and a half in the market. Yeah, right. So, yes. um, you know, I mean, uh, uh, two-way two action overall, but I, I could see where uh, – Kansas is going to get the majority of the play here. Another, another so. game in the early yeah. window. I mean, yeah. we've got a great early window yeah. tomorrow. Nice. You know. Most really of nice. the good games are early yeah. tomorrow, yeah. Uh, and it falls off. Football persist. spreads them out. Yeah, yeah. Well, one that's in the middle slate that's not particularly good that I want to just get real quick in the Big Ten West, Wisconsin hosting Northwestern. Chris, you're at the market low right now at 10.5 on this one with Wisconsin laying it. Total 43. Northwestern got Iowa the last week. That came in Wrigley Field. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, it's been a really disappointing year for Luke Fickle in Wisconsin. The schedule yeah, broke absolutely. down great. The Big Ten West is as weak as it's ever been, and Wisconsin's not going to not going to go to the the uh, the Big Ten title game, and not even close. Well, I bragged earlier that I picked out Florida State as a team that I, I had penciled in as a great chance. Yeah, I I said on one of these shows may have been yours. You know, earlier in the year, if you were looking for an outsider, looking for a long shot, Wisconsin wasn't a bad bet. They're in the West. Yeah. Uh, probably, I thought they were going to win it. Then they win a Big Ten title game against whether it be Michigan, Ohio State, or Penn State. They got a chance to break in there. I couldn't have been more wrong. I mean, they just, uh, and I thought they would be much, much better than they are this year. But listen, uh, I, I'm not sure the future is that dark for this team, but uh, this year they're very disappointing. And I think they'll be back up there in, in years to come. So I think Fickle will do a good job. I think overall, I, did, I just think that. The the fact that I think he tried and there were hopes of him adding uh, a a better passing game, right? That was that was the school of thought that, we, that they were not just going to be a, a ground and pound team offensively. It just didn't work out, and the reason it didn't work out is he didn't have the personnel right. he, that, he that he not. that he thought he had. Um, so uh, you know, at some point he'll he'll get that right, uh, but you know, in in the off season and things like that. But uh, in the meantime, here here you have it. Listen, if if they were playing the way we had thought they were going to play, this game would have been thirteen, maybe you know, closer to, yeah. to two touchdowns. But that's not the case here. And by the way, yeah. the Northwestern yeah. coach, I forget his name. He's not a hell of a job. He was giving talking up. About no, I mean, I mean, the fact that Northwestern right, <laughs> right now yeah. if they go two and one in their last three games, they make a bowl game. Yeah. This was a win total that oh, was this two was and like, a half. I think we're looking at 0-13 oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, whatever I mean, it was for this team. You and, know. and quite frankly, they should have won last week against yeah. Iowa. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. mean, Iowa's only touchdown was on a 20-yard field after a botched punt. Uh, I, I'm with you. I, incredible a job on the interim really there, has, uh, yeah. there at Evanston for sure. All right, speaking of Iowa, Chris, I got to do it. <laughs> uh, you know, I was not even playing football at this point. I don't know what it is, but <laughs> Jeff, see, you weren't around in the 1890s I, like know, me and Vinny you know, were. This is the way they played it back then. Yeah, yeah. but 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 this, this is, is old school football. <laughs> I didn't say 1990s, by the way. I said no, 1890s. 1890s. So, 
Chris, you opened 28 and a half on the total in this game. You're now at 20. Man, was I off. You're, you're now at 27 and a half. By yeah. the way, I was a favorite in this game by one and a half. Chris, I still think 27 and a half is too high. Well, I tell you, I think 28's too high. I mean, we're cutting Clearly. it pretty close, you know. Man, what a fool I was opening this as high as 28 and a half. Uh, I mean, but they, I mean, I'm at 27 and a half with action, Jeff. I mean, yeah. that and the other, and I, I, it's hard to dispute. But for the game itself, for the game, shouldn't the Iowa be able to beat Rutgers in Iowa? You know what? But is, I, I mean, I'm going to tell you right now, my power ratings come to Iowa one. So it's, but you know, you look at it, shouldn't they not win this but, but game? But here's the thing though Rutgers, if they don't throw that fluky pick six last week against Ohio State, oh, yeah. oh. they're going oh. in to go up nine in the third quarter. Yeah. And Ohio State's in serious trouble in yeah. that game. No, I that and, nineteen that they lost by that was totally, no, it was totally not indicative totally of the way that game was non-cover. Yeah. If you had Rutgers last week, but you're in a scenario here where I just think Rutgers is better. And the one point I, I forget who I was. I, I forget if I made this point on Frank's show or if I made this point uh, on on, a, on one of these shows earlier this week. Iowa's offense can't move the ball against bad defenses. Now they're facing a good defense. So how are we expecting them to be able to move the ball against the good defense? Rutgers winning this game 6-0, 6-3, 9-6. That's squarely in play here. Well, it won't be 6-4 probably like they did the Penn State. Well, remember, one Iowa did have two safeties in a game last year. So. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, maybe we are looking at 6-4. But I got to tell like I said, my power ratings come to this. I mean, yeah. right, you know, Iowa won. So I'm not the – but you just look at this. Should they not be able to win this game at home? I mean, in theory, you're right. But I, I like – I think Rutgers wins this game. And I think this game goes under the 27 and a half. Plus 105 on the money line. Yeah, I, I think mean, it's good. By I the way, the Texas State Coastal Carolina uh, first half totals 28. <laughs> Just gonna tell you, well, that. Just, mean, I, just something to compare. Well, to. We, God dang it! We, why didn't you tell me that earlier? That would have been a hell of a prop. Well, the, well, I mean, the, I mean, we'll get to I USC. Just, I'm looking at. I'm like, wait a second. Look at these first half totals. Look at this one. We'll, we'll get to USC Oregon. Yeah, wait a minute. Where, 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 where USC Oregon? You opened the first half total at 38. Now. Well, yeah. oh, that's gonna be. I was. And that's probably too low. I said, that'd be minus 10 over the or the the, the Iowa. That, that would that would have been a great prop this week. That would have been first that half been first half total first half Oregon USC total wow. minus how many points it gets. I just I just I'm you know maybe you can do that with an Iowa game when Iowa plays Nebraska and the total has to be twenty five and a half for that game. Oh, maybe yeah. you can do Goodness. it. Maybe you can do it for that one the final week of the season. All right, <laughs> uh, let's get Coach Prime. Uh, Colorado hosting Arizona is a little bit better for Colorado, even though it took a while to get going offensively and that lost to Oregon State last week. Uh Arizona's playing awesome right now. Uh, right, what right. what a turnaround for Jed Fish and company. Yeah, another one, yeah. Uh ten point favorites on the road in Boulder, Chris. Yeah, and that's about what my numbers come to. You know, so no dispute with the number. Uh we uh jockeyed back and forth between ten and ten and a half. Yeah, we talked about some great uh, coaching jobs. I think Arizona's gotta be up there. Uh and you know the other thing, Shadur Sanders is the most sacked quarterback in college uh, football and uh, that you know boy that's got to take a toll on you at mm -hmm. some point i mean he's not that big and strong of a kid uh but it's got to take a little bit of uh wear and tear on on your uh, on your body and on your game uh so i think it's a good number and we, we've actually uh, written great two-way business on this one yeah i think it'll you know colorado always draws uh betting attention i think that 
you know, pro betters realize that now too, and 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 they wait for the best uh, price to to go against them, particularly after those mm-hmm. uh, those first few games. So, um, good two way business on this one, uh, and I I suspect there'll be more. I think we got low a little lower on the total, Chris, but now they're starting to come over, uh, come back in on the over. But I and I think that'll continue. I mean, uh, one thing about Colorado games, uh, folks do the public especially uh, bets the over. You were going to say on on Arizona, Vinny. I was going to say that uh, Chris uh, Chris hit right on it. Uh, one of the best coaching jobs, not only in in the uh, Pac-12 but in the country. This team was was figured to be the, uh, at the bottom of the of the conference. And yeah, I forgot what we had their win total. wasn't much. Wasn't. Much. I mean, they are they are six and three. They're already yeah. going to a bowl. Yeah. Eight yeah. and four. Great, eight and four. I mean, great even, coaching job. Even nine and three. It wouldn't shock great me if they beat Utah job. next no, week. Great. You can very easily go nine and three. Uh, amazing, amazing more than anything. Right. Two years ago, open yeah. tryouts, yeah. outstanding. Yeah, Iowa, call, State, Iowa State, BYU up Jeez, next. I had some eligibility left. Sure, <laughs> gone down. I thought you were saying. You're telling me. I, right? I thought you were saving that for Penn State. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> I hope they don't have open tryouts. <laughs> so BYU and Iowa State. This is the late night one at Provo. Uh, Chris, you opened six and a half. You got as high as nine. Yeah, back to eight on this one. Uh, BYU still needs to win to get to a bowl game, and then after this, they're going to be a pretty significant underdog in both of their remaining games, uh, a trip to Stillwater and hosting Oklahoma. I, it's weird to see Iowa State this big of a favorite, even though I can't really uh, quibble with the number on this. No, I think the number's okay. I think you look back at the beginning of the year, and I think BYU was uh, very disappointing to where we thought they would be, even in this conference. I thought they'd be very competitive. And Iowa State, I mean, just looking at, um, you know, just I, I wasn't so sure about them. I, I'm not sure about Campbell. Uh, you know, he had a great start. I'm not sure he's followed up all that well. But, uh, you know, this uh, this was not one of our games of the year. But had we put it up as one of the games of the year, I think this number would have been much, much lower. Maybe even pick them, something like that. Probably going to need a BYU here, right? Uh, I mean, when you look at just the way it's been bet, um a surprise. I thought I, I I agree with Chris. We we both figured that BYU would be more impactful. I thought in uh, you know uh, coming into the conference. Um, but again, another team that started off slow too. I always say we talked about Oklahoma State earlier, uh, the way they started the season, and this team's righted the ship here. There was no way that after that uh, that first month of the season that they would have been this big a favorite uh, uh, at BYU. BYU's offense has been terrible yeah. this year. That's really the reason more than anything. Uh, I don't mind taking points with BYU at home. They've been much better in Provo than they have been away from Provo this year. Even though this is a, uh, for bowl game implications, this is actually a sneaky, sneaky spot here, Iowa State-wise, bowl-wise, where they're 5-4, and and they have to play Texas and then go to Manhattan to end the season. That's going to be tough. So if you're Iowa State in a year that, Look, this looked like it was going to be a lost year. They they mm-hmm. they right. lost in Athens, Ohio against Ohio U. They lost the annual game to Iowa, which, by the way, 33 points in that game looks like just how do we get 33 in that week two game in the Cyhawk. Uh, but the fact that they stabilized, they got it back to the five and three overall, they lost the last four games to miss a bowl. That would be very, very disappointing for the clones. Uh, but mm-hmm. I don't think they should be a, a double. I, I don't think they should be a a more than a touchdown favorite against anyone in this league. So that's why I would look to take BYU and the points in the, in this one in Provo. All right, the other Utah team, 
the Utes on the road in Seattle taking on Washington. Washington's still undefeated. Uh, Chris, you got it right now at nine. Washington favored. You have the highest total on the uh, out there right now at 50 on this game. Uh, this has been a toggler between uh, two, uh, nine and a half and nine. You know, yeah. you don't you see nine a little bit more recently in college football, but it's still not not an overly important number. Yeah, and I see some eights starting to pop up. You know, I mean, I don't know what happened to Utah's offense last week. Uh, all of a sudden, they found something. I guess uh, that was an Arizona State special, Chris. You think so? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, Washington's kind of. Uh, you know, wobbled a little bit last couple of weeks. You know, what happens with the wobble? Sometimes you wobble, wobble, and lose. Sometimes you wobble, wobble, and get yourself back on track. I really think Washington's a very, very good team. <sighs> Boy, I think it's, I think this is a really interesting game, one of the more interesting games of the weekend. I'm not sure what to think here. Uh, I think the number is pretty much dead on. We've got some really good two-way action on this one. Uh, two teams, like I said, if you look at, like, last week, you'd think definitely Utah is the right side here. But I'm not sure you go to last week or, you know, judge the whole year because Utah's been <laughs> inconsistent is a <laughs> praiseworthy for their offense. But last week, well, they put up 55, I think, last week, something like that. 55. Yeah, 55. Yeah, so, I mean, do we go by that or do we go by their, their work during the entire year? So I think it's an interesting game. And, you know, I have a kid that lives in Seattle, so I've always kind of, you know, root for Washington a little bit. Uh, so I'd like I'd like to see them win this game. but uh, And I want to see uh, – uh, Ideally, I'd like to see an undefeated Pac-12 team at the end of the year, although right now I definitely have Oregon as better than them, but that doesn't always translate to a win on the field. So I'm kind of rooting for Washington here, but I think the number is pretty good. I agree with Chris, and, and, and the reference to, to Oregon uh, it, is, is this, and we're going to get to them in a minute, but really when you look at how the teams have played since that game where they faced yeah. each other and – Washington came back late to win it, and Oregon missed that field goal at the end. Oregon has absolutely refocused. Washington has escaped. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, right? Um, uh, that's a good adjective. So, that's proper. Um, now, that said, they, they could, you know, maybe they get things right here, although the fact that Utah scored as many points as they did last week, I know it was Arizona State, but still the, they found something, right? So, um, this is a this is a, a a big number here. I think that uh, it'll it'll continue to kind of toggle back and forth between the nine and nine and a half. Um, but uh, I would say, to uh, you know this, I, I think Washington's playing with Oregon in the back of their minds, and Wash and, and Oregon is just saying, all right, who's in front of us? Let's make this. I made it. I made a comment earlier about style points this time of year. Uh, Oregon's got far more style points, even though they've got the loss. And Oregon's just been the better team so far this year. You, they, that was a flip. That game was yeah, a flip in right. Seattle. I mean, like Benny so, said, they lost. They missed a field goal in the last play of the game. They if that game in. goes into overtime, I mean, you know, who knows? It's a toss-up game. Exactly. But at Washington, of course. Too. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, look, I, they should. It should not be held against them that they lost that game, but mm -hmm. it may be whenever right. whenever yeah. the field is made up. All right. Speaking of Oregon, let's go there. Ducks, USC. How about USC is a 16-point underdog in this Just what game? we had in the beginning of the yeah, year. Just what we all expected. <laughs> uh, total up to 70. You know, it's interesting. The total for this game has a real shot of closing north of what that game last week closed at, total-wise. Because this is 77 mm -hmm. right now. Yeah. What did we, we close last week? 78, right? I think you closed 78. Yeah. yeah. 77 and a half, 78. 
I can't remember. And this game is up four points. From yeah, the I, I, the open. I, I'll be honest with you guys. I'm a little surprised that people have hit this game over as much because last week it made sense. Washington's defense is vulnerable. We know USC's defense is terrible. Even though Alex Grinch is out of a job now. So maybe they get a boost from him not being there anymore or it could go the other way. But if you're Oregon here, the stylistic one of the, the style points way to do this is hold USC's offense down like Notre Dame did and still put 40 on them. I think this is, this is a, a backwards correlation game here where if this game goes over, it means USC covered. If this game goes under, it means Oregon covered. So completely backwards to what we would normally correlate here. I wish my friend and anybody in Reno will know I'm talking about Paul Sonner. He'd love to bet favorite and under. He says, I'm telling you, because all these teams, a lot of these teams get shut out. He loved the bet favorite and under. And, I, and you know, Paul was pretty good. He, he won a lot of bets. <laughs> but uh, By the way, I'll have a story about Paul in my new book. Good. But, uh, good friend of mine. Long gone. Now. Agree with both your guys' points here. Um, I think if Oregon wants to continue to, uh, to to get the committee's attention, they've got to take care of business in front of them, but uh, utilize that defense. I think this USC team's got a lot of issues, and uh, you know you're even starting to hear things about Lincoln Riley maybe going to the to the NFL oh, yeah. after such a short. Could be pretty loud time too. So it's going to be interesting to see how uh, you just look at the body language of this team. Uh, uh, you know, from LA, I, I just—it's not—it's not—it's not a good sign right now. I always say this, Vinny. All these coaches sound great on the way. Oh in. yeah, they don't sound so great on the way out. That's right. That's well said. Let's uh, go to this one. You you said we got to bring this up, Chris. Why is everyone betting Indiana this week? Is the question? I don't know. Indiana, a nice win last week against Wisconsin. No arguing that. Now to go on the road to Champaign from as high as seven down to six. Line I laying it at home against IU with a total of 44 and a half. Jeff, if we close betting right now, this is my biggest decision of the week. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All these great games. But I need Illinois so bad, you can't believe it. Wow. But, uh, yeah, I know. That's right now. What did I leave? Half an hour ago, I left the con. I'm going through my charting. Holy cow. This is my biggest decision of the week. I got to win this one. At least, or like, I hope I get some money. But I mean, I'm running six. Yeah, I'm at the market low. It's six or six and a half, you know, but uh, come on in and bet me. I'm not going to five and a half unless I absolutely have to. We're open all night. <laughs> it's a 9 a.m. game, so get so, here early. So don't wait. I, I, I actually like I actually like Illinois even at six and a half. So I guess uh, right. I guess I'm opposite of what you. There's think. the windows no, right I over know, there, I, Jeff. No, you have the be- you have the best number in Vegas uh, right now. Everyone else in Vegas is at six and a half. Uh, all right, let's go to my alma mater, Mizzou, hosting Tennessee. This is a – we were talking about this actually amongst the crew. If we had the 12-team playoff this year, this would be a gigantic game yes. for a 12-team playoff slot potentially to get that last out large. Instead, this year, it's the battle for a potential slot in the New Year's Six maybe for mm-hmm, one of these two sure. teams. Uh, there's questions about Luther Burden's availability for Mizzou. Uh, yeah, which is it sounds a, like he's out. Yeah, which is a big deal yes, it is. if he can't go. Uh, Tennessee's up to two and a half in part because of that, Chris. Yeah, well, I think it's largely in part yeah. of that. Yes. I mean, he is a big key to their offense. Nonetheless, though, Jeff, I got to tell you, I like Missouri in this game. I agree with you. Yeah, I'm not, I, I, you know, I think Hypo, you know, he's okay. He certainly recruited well. I still don't think they have. You know, a solid SEC team up and down that entire lineup. 
and you're going into Missouri, and I did my power ratings early in the year, you know, mostly based off last year. I have Missouri. Let me double check here. But I have them with a very high power rating. Uh, as, I mean, I'm sorry, as a, as a high home field advantage. Yeah, I gave them five points for being at home, and that's based on some past histories. And I got to tell you, I think this is going to be a tough, tough place for Tennessee to go in there and walk out with a win. Uh, I know burden, it means a lot. But I don't think he means three, four, or five points in this game. And that's that's kind of what, what you're telling me, at least according to my ratings. I think Missouri should probably be a slight favorite in this game, even without burden. Um, I think what folks are waiting for maybe is three. Uh, I, think I mean, it's a definite see, take at three. You're I starting to see already. some two-and-a-half money. I, I do see a three out there. Uh, so I, I think at that point, that'll probably be the threshold. And I think that's what some folks are waiting for to grab Missouri. I think, to Chris's point, uh, I, I agree with I think Missouri is, you know, I'm not saying burden doesn't mean me. He definitely means a lot. But uh, good home field, points of the game, tough uh, tough surroundings uh, for the Vols here. I mean, who, who are playing well also. but. Uh, I think if uh, if if we see three, that it gets gobbled up. Yeah, that three would be a take, and that's another game that twelve thirty window. Oh yeah, yeah. That's gonna be, what, what we, yeah. First, I looked at the schedule this week. I didn't think it was so good. Now that I'm it's, looking, it's pretty darn good. Yeah. No, it, look, co- yeah. the college football schedules, even when they, even when yeah. they're not particularly good, they usually deliver. Yeah. Again, granted, I think last week was the best card we had, and it delivered in a gigantic way in college football. So we'll see how it goes. Well, this I'll week. tell you, just kind of a funny thing was uh, we were going over the game. Yeah. And all that. Nick Semich back there, one of my top supervisors, says, I can't believe you didn't include East Carolina and Florida Atlantic. That's like my, one of my most heavily bet games of the week. <laughs> Who were they betting in that? Both sides. Oh, okay. Both right. sides. I mean, I got numbers all over the place. Sure. And, and you know, we were kind Why of laughing. Not? I said, Nick, I know. we got to talk about the games. That people are interested. I said, we're interested in that one, but the general public so, is not. So before we bring Jimmy in, I want to I want to hit the two, last two games that we can do here on teams that are in the playoff mix here, Chris. Okay. Quinn Ewers is back for Texas. Right. That is a big deal after Monster, yeah. last week that Malik Murphy really fell apart in the second yeah. half. And Texas was fortunate to get out of there despite being up 20 late in the third against K-State. From 10, Chris, to uh, to 12 and a half now on that one. And then Ohio State is playing Michigan State. If there's, te- if there's a team that can quit, it is Michigan State. Yeah. Ohio State's up to 32 point, or back to 32 point favorites in that one with a total of 48. Those the last two uh, games we'll look at here on the college side. Yeah, just, uh, you know, I mean, Ohio State, I mean, just... They've sleepwalked through a couple of games this year, and they may sleepwalk through this one, um, but they, they might be able to sleepwalk and cover 32 against Michigan State. I think that team just had a lot of stuff go against them this year, and uh, there were times I thought they quit, and then other times they they kind of did show up. But I think Texas, another one you talked about, you know, we thought Malik Murphy was going to be, you know, a slight drop off. It, it proves to be more than a slight drop off. And uh, I think with viewers in the lineup, it's, uh, they're certainly in the conversation to be uh, one of the best teams in the country. I think uh, this is also uh, a play as, as much a play against TCU as it is a play on Texas, probably, sure. uh, you know, and then Ohio state look 32. I hate to say a team can name the score. Um, I don't know though, but Michigan state seems to have this, um, us against the uh, you know world mentality, understandably so. I mean, right. you know, uh, another tough, tough win for them. Tough loss for Nebraska last out, but 
yeah i mean yeah it, it's if there's a big number on the board this week that i'm willing to lay i think it would be ohio state especially yeah. after what happened last week where again i know they ended up winning that game by 19 and covered some early numbers that game if if it's not for the pick six we could have very easily been talking about how, Wait, Ohio State lost to Rutgers? Yeah, what? Yeah. What happened here? Yeah. Marvin right. Harrison Jr. She, had to do what to bail Ohio State yeah. out? Shiano's done a hell of a job, too, they're, at Rutgers. Six and four. He's or six and three, excuse me. They're really good at home. Yeah. Tough I, out. I think they're, like I said, I think Rutgers are going to beat Iowa this week in that masterpiece of a football game. Six three. That's coming. Uh, <laughs> speaking of masterpieces, though, Jimmy Vaccaro, he's going to join us. Is he here? Yes, he is. He's waiting outside patiently for us. Jimmy's going to join us next when we come back. Sports by the Book here at the South Point Studio. We work hard to provide you with all the conveniences that will make you come back again and again. Things like free parking and easy checkout from the TV in your room. While you're here, be sure to use the club card to get all the perks, comps, free meals, and cash we want to send your way. It's simply the best player's reward system in Las Vegas. Membership is quick, easy, and free, and you can start earning points for cash and comps immediately. Go to the club booth to sign up today. Also take advantage of our business center, located right by the Benny Binion statue. Print boarding passes or enjoy the convenience of our FedEx, UPS, and U.S. mail services. Just another way we're here to serve. Also during your stay, don't forget the convenience of room service. You can enjoy a delicious meal in your pajamas from the comfort of your room. Just call extension 77085 or use the room service function on the TV in your room. And if you need a ride to or from the airport, our free airport shuttle can be scheduled with the front desk at extension 73139. Please give at least a 24-hour notice to reserve. For information on strip transportation, please call our bell desk. Finally, remember us for your next business meeting, conference, or banquet. From our 80,000 square foot exhibit hall to 70,000 square feet of convention space, which includes our grand ballroom, we have everything you need. Our getaway location and commitment to exceptional value and service have cemented our popularity with business communities around the country. Thank you for staying with us. Whether for business or pleasure, we're glad you're here. And we're here to serve. South Point Hotel, Casino, and Spa, where there's something for everyone, all under one roof. Enjoy your stay. Let's go. Welcome back in. It's Sports by the Book here at the South Point Studio. We're happy to be with you. Hour number two of our football Friday special. As always, I'm Jeff Parles. Far end of the desk, Chris Andrews, sportsbook director here at the South Point. Next to him, Vinny Maliulo, Horse Gotten Gaming, both of them, gentlemen, and also the gentleman to my left, all sports betting Hall of Famers as well, Jimmy Vaccaro. You hear what he said? <laughs> it, to my right. You're, no, to I'm, my left. No, no, you said to my right. Tape? No, I don't no. think so. Oh, I didn't? Oh, okay. No, no, no. I'm, I'm with you. You said to No, I, you guys are to my right. Or to your right. Well, sure, you're lined up for three. We're all here. We're all, <laughs> Everyone's here. We're all That's here. All yeah. Yeah. Jimmy here I'm glad right to now. be here out there. They don't call me that often. When I come over, I really shake things up. Now, now you got a good reason today. Because I'm a pain in the ass. Well, no. I mean, you got to look at those tickets you got. Oh, I got the ticket. I got my first hoodie at, for the weekend. Okay. It is chilly out now. That's what I brought it for. I know a lot yeah. about the weather. Know nothing about the games, but the weather. I'm in good shape. 
<laughs> all right, let's get started because this is pretty interesting. Please. First of all, I got all you guys here, and obviously Chris doesn't need it, but the show has been great. I mean, I get a lot of people coming up to me because I walk around quite a bit. Not one negative thing have I heard no. from the show. Keep it up, and obviously we'll get there. Now, we know things changed drastically in the last uh, you know, couple months, but uh, I think we'll overcome it. For not Overcoming is a bad word. We're already there. We tell the truth. We do things that like obviously people like to hear, and we don't fudge on the things. And when you really come down to it, uh, let's go way back to Lee Pete when it was all fun and games with Donnie Bader. It's not fun and games anymore to the degree people really want to tune in to see what's going on. And people want to obviously touch somehow to the shows that are up there also. So I'm just telling you that. So good job. I mean, I can, I'm going to get paid and I don't do nothing. <laughs> All right, here we go. Let Even me... Michael Gaughan says when he dies, he wants to come back as Jimmy Vaccaro. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, I taught the kid a lot. You know? <laughs> All right. You know what we got today? Again, we're not the biggest joint, but I'm going to tell you something. The way when Chris is back there on his stool and he's really like going around and around and around, you know, he knows what the hell he's doing. So when he talked to me this morning, I said, look at this. Now, again, we're not the biggest book in the world, but in proportion to what we take and what we handle, we're pretty damn good at it, what, what's going on. Uh, and, you know, even things like, you know, quickly, we were the first one to take a bet from mat Mattress yeah. Matt. Nobody knows that, but that was for yeah. 300000 300, we were putting them in, down. Uh, about what, four or five years ago, whatever yeah. he started doing it. And uh, it, it's good to have those, those people obviously been connected somehow to you. Here's a funny story about that. So me, he comes up, he says, hey, you're Jimmy Vicari? I said, yes, sir. He says, can I talk to you for a minute? I said, sure. So we go over and he's mentioning he'd like to make a big bet. I said, well, I said, give us a little bit of time. I said, I think we can accommodate you. He says, well, okay, I wanted to bet so-and-so for 300000 And so I, I, Chris, I said, he said, what do you think? I said, I said, what do you think? I said, it's a square game. I mean, there's nothing going on there. And obviously, if it's a fair, no injury game or whatever, here's the best part. So now it gets back to Michael Gaughan, and Michael Gaughan calls up and has Chris on the phone and says, hey, man, I, I don't know. I don't know if we should take this 300000 And Chris said, we already did. <laughs> remember that? Yeah. yeah. Remember that? But so, I'll tell you another one real quick. I remember the one time we had the one guy, I don't want to mention his name, was uh -huh. betting us pretty big, different guy. I walked down in, into Michael's office. It was Alabama and Georgia in one of the uh, playoff games. And I walked down there, and I said, you know, Michael – uh it, just as i'm starting to you know tell him you know we just i, I think they, i think he bet us alabama for four hundred thousand. dollars so bet bama for four hundred thousand. right then frank toady calls up mm -hmm. michael puts him on the speakerphone and he says hey chris just took four hundred thousand on alabama and frank on the phone says well i guess we're rooting for georgia <laughs> <laughs> there you go so we've all been around the block. Make no mistake about it. And again, once again, uh, the progress of the new studio you guys are building. And basically, the three guys you see here right now are the ones who are going through the whole thing. And uh, again, just outside looking in, you know, if one of them asks me a question, I give them what I would consider a legitimate answer, and then they they go from there. But uh, uh, I guess we're looking at another few months before we really feel that, like, you know, we're really onto something. And it goes down to you three. So. I think we're onto something already. I think. Yeah, I, well, we're onto something. I think like, right you know, now the I think I think the shows. Are been really good you know i think uh i think jeff we kind of knew what we had with jeff because yeah. all his years that we've worked with him at vcent frank was a wild card we didn't know what we had there but i think his shows have been terrific you know we got two different ways jeff's more uh 
the hardcore handicapping, you know, and Frank's show is a lot more fun, you know, and uh, I think it's a really good yin and yang. I think we're doing really well. I'm very proud of of what we've done. And shout out to Alex White. Alex White has been part of both shows. She's been a part of both shows. And she's been terrific. And the guys behind the uh, the glass here. I mean, they've been fantastic. I mean, I think our graphics are great. You know, the logos, everything, you know, and – and Sean and Ryan and Jerry, I think they've done a fantastic job, you know. So, I mean, really, I think everybody's pulled together. I, I, um, I couldn't be more happy with Start- I always want more subscribers. I yeah. can tell yes. you that. Subscribe want that. if you're not right now. <laughs> and then Michael and, uh, and Ryan. Given yeah, the last I talked line, to Michael, right? he was very happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Well, let me, let me start with what this. Got, for one of the reasons that, obviously, you know, it, it, it's a good bunch of people. Obviously, we have a lot of experience going on. And, uh, you know, coming in this morning, and Chris said, come on, I want to show you something. So here was a gentleman. He'd been betting once in a while with us, right, Chris? He's, we'll have to He's get into how deep but this is. is a big week for yeah, him. Yeah, this is a big week for him. He bet 20 bets. He bet 10 on the sides and 10 on the totals. Every, every side bet he made was for 10000 and every total bet he made was for 5000 So I think it came down to 310000 or something like that. That he put through the window uh, that's a pretty pretty big that's slice bro customer. again not the we're not the biggest book in the world but like there was no whatever round the bush chris was right there took and went and bang 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 now i'm going to start with giving you the 10 side bets and obviously you know just chime in for a second if you want to hear what he did or what you care to talk about okay uh, we'll go first with georgia state that's number one 156 on the number he bet minus two for ten thousand okay then he bet uh Stanford game 181 plus 21 for 10,000. Here we go on the way to San Jose with Dion Warwick. <laughs> Somebody laughed over there. Minus <laughs> one for 10,000. South Alabama game 222 minus 13 for 10,000. Game 215 UAB minus two and a half for 10,000. Game 133, Virginia Tech, minus one and a half for 10,000. Clemson, minus 14 and a half to win 10,000. Western Kentucky, game 212, minus four and a half to win 10,000. Here's a big game. Game 202, Oklahoma, minus 12 for 2,000. 10,000. Game 208, Houston minus two and a half to win ten thousand. So I mean, the, he didn't take bad numbers, but they aren't all moves or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, I think you know? the only the only game that stands out to me, just looking at it right now, that the number that he took a number that he probably shouldn't have was Clemson. That's the only one. I know you moved the fifteen off of that, yeah. Chris, but I mean, listen, there, there there are two touchdown lines in the market. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So I think, I, I, can I tell you really, and I guess we're patting ourselves on the back a little bit, but one of the reasons he comes in here, guy just give us 300000 in action. Well, you know, we don't move numbers on him. I mean, you know what I mean? When, when he bets, after he bets, we move the numbers. But we don't move numbers on him. We don't tell him, no, you can't have that. No, we're flooded <laughs> on that side. No, you know. Uh, and ordinarily, we take 3000 on college football totals, you know, but this guy... <laughs> If he wants five, he could have five. God bless him. You know, he's giving us a ton of action. So I think I think that's one of the things we and that I gotta tell you, from the day I started here back in twenty sixteen, Michael Gaunt told me, 
you, you can't determine who's going to throw an interception or who's going to hit a three-pointer at the buzzer. Here's your job. Take care of the customers, number one. Make sure you have plenty of writers. Make sure they look good. Make sure they're acting right. Make sure the sports book is clean and, and presentable and all that other stuff. And once, a, once you do that, we'll let the chips fall where they may. And I think that's one thing that not just me, but, I mean, our whole team has done that. And, uh, we, you know, we try to treat customers right. This guy comes in and gives us 300000 in action. And, you know, God bless him. You know, we just we treat him the way he's supposed to be treated. Consistent. That's, you know, it's a big deal. Consistency yeah. uh, is, is a critical factor. And let's say he goes 20 and 0. It's not like he's going to be cut back. Vinny, right? we've always said the same thing. What are right. we going to tell him? Good job. Good job. See here's you your, next week. Here's your yep. Yeah. And that's the way it works. Yeah. And, and here's something that I keep talking about because let's call it like it is. We're all getting up in age. I mean, these two over here, you're a youngster yet. Like being around when things were quite different and understanding that sports betting, like any other industry, sometimes people get lost and say, hey, man, you're a book. You can't do that. It's still a business. must be run like a business anymore because obviously things have changed. There are meetings that Tom, our guy, goes to every Tuesday. And obviously here's the good, bad, and indifferent because, like I said, and uh, if, if something is moved up uh, – to pay for something, to do, do for something, it means it's like a business move. So like you just can't keep giving the money away, giving the money away. There must be a reason. And obviously, you know, I always go back to like the uh, uh, showing the TVs, the live games, the NFL or whatever. It used to, the first bet I believe that I took, and I think it was Caesars Palace when uh, the NFL came to town and were a real pain in the ass by saying, you know, we want to see, we, we're going to charge you to see the games. We're going to try. I said, what are you nuts? What are you going to bug us? Like, we're going to listen to you. Then he said this, well, if you don't pay, you won't see him on the TV because they'll cut the circuit out. You know, this. so we, I think it was 25,000 the first couple of weeks. <laughs> yep. I think we're at 100,000 right now, and yeah. we're not the oh. biggest book in the world. They now, the premise is really how big you are, that's what they're going to charge you. Fire and like each, yeah, each individual uh, casino lives on its own. In other words, if you got eight, eight groups from uh, the MGM, they pay eight times. They don't pay one time, and it goes around the book. So naturally, so that's why, and I, I listen, my hat's off to these guys, especially Chris. He has to, he has to go to these meetings and hear it, you know, <laughs> hear it. But to get ahead, like any other thing that you do, you must progress in a lot of different ways. And the bottom line is, like, run an efficient ship, and obviously we do. Uh, again, and we're there to make money. Uh, we're there to, like, obviously appease customers because uh, let's call it like it is also. It isn't what it used to be with just, just the sports book. Now we're dealing with a casino that's behind it. So now you must take care of, like, if a high roller comes in. You know, it's just we, we're letting, you know, Ryan Growney, the GM and stuff like that, take care of this guy, take care of this guy. take. Well, in the old days, you might spit on the floor by telling the guy, get lost. Those days are done. Yes, so. Sir. Yeah. What do you guys think? Yeah, you're dead on. Yeah, I mean, this is, you got to remember, a lot of places uh, are sports books that have a casino. <laughs> We're a casino that has a sports book. Mm -hmm. You know, it's a different mantra. Part of the overall property experience, that's the key. And trying to understand that, being responsible for your area, yeah. but uh, taking into account mm -hmm. the, uh, the entire property. That's the key. All right, let me let me run these uh, totals around. See if anything rings a bell. Ten totals. Wow, they're seven and three. Unders were seven. 
Overs was three. Now, we know the college has been insane. Like last night, same thing. I mean, they just stalled. Those two teams could still be playing. <laughs> it would be over with. But, you know, they got us pretty good. They nicked us up on that one, Chris. Looked like we are in good shape. You know, get one more, get one more. Get, they could be playing right now and still trying to get one more. Okay, here we go. Uh, I'll just give you the sides. It's Utah State under 56 and a half for 5,000. What number is that, Chance? What's that? What's, a What's the betting number? number? One seven three one seven four. Okay. Okay. Game one nineteen, one two oh one, North Texas SMU total that, is sixty seven. That game is tonight. Yeah. Yep. You been yeah. under sixty seven? Sixty seven. Yeah, we're down to sixty five. Good number. Yeah. Yep. We got a good number there. Yeah. One ninety seven, one ninety eight, Auburn, Arkansas, under forty eight and a half. Hmm. Okay. 205, 206, Mississippi State, Texas A&M, under 43. Good number there. Yeah. Game 141, 142, Oklahoma State, Central Florida, under 65 and a half. The reason I take so long is I can't see anymore. <laughs> You're good, Jimmy. <laughs> okay. You're good. All right, let's go. Uh, game 155, 156, Appalachian State, Georgia State, over 61 and a half. Good number. Mm -hmm. Game 203-204, Texas TCU, over 55. Game 227-228, Fresno State, San Jose State, under 54. Game 215-216, UAB Navy, under 53. And the last one was 225-226, the big game. Michigan State, Ohio State, over 47. So one thing I want to uh, say before, I don't want to forget it, is because here we are, we're talking about taking 5,000 on totals. When we first hit town, you wouldn't see a total on the board. <laughs> Would you see any? Well, by the time <laughs> we left the Barbary, Okay. We probably would have had a total on the TV games. Yes. Yeah. But that. But don't forget, back in those days, network TV. Was, yeah, you had one it. game a week. Yeah. I mean, that was yeah. you know this week we'd have the uh, Penn State Michigan total mm -hmm. up, and uh, you know the rest. Good luck. You know, ain't gonna have them. Here's here's how they got me one day. Nebraska Oklahoma was a monster game. It's a it's not as big now because Nebraska doesn't do anything, but like. <laughs> At the Barbary Coast, because there was Nebraska people who sure. owned part of the joint. There were Nebraska people. Yeah. So I'm Jimmy. I'm Big Shot. I'm running this book at this, you know, whatever. And here it is. It's like 20 minutes before, you no, know, maybe a little longer, an hour and a half before game time. Uh, they're backed up to Flamingo Road. I mean, they are backed up to Flamingo Road. Man, we're going to have a big day, whatever. We come in, and I, and I don't know, was it Lindsey Nelson or somebody, whatever. And all of a sudden, they said, we're switching the game to, like, New Mexico State or something like that. They stormed after me, thinking, like, I was the one who took the game. and put. It was, it was bad. Yeah. yeah. It was something. Yeah. I think it was, like, San Jose and Fresno or something what, like what, that. What, why did it? Because you're on the West Coast. Regional. Yeah, Regional. Oh, coverage. wow. Yeah. <laughs> you got to remember, yeah, this is long before you were born. We got one game a week. Yeah. That was, yeah. That was it. You might remember, like, Phillips 66. What was it? They had, like, an outlaw, the Ms. Lou State. You know, you mm -hmm. might get 
you know, something on like some weird UHF channel or something like that. We didn't have satellites then either, by right. the way. You know, so you might get some weird yeah. thing, this and that. But mostly, you got one game a week. Yeah. That's what you had, one game. And I used to get this. Hey, Jimmy, get all those creeps out of here. They're making the lines too long. Don't know what they're doing. I want to say, you're the creep. You know, you, <laughs> you're the one that should get out of it. But as we keep pointing out, it's a different, different, different world that we're dealing with now. But... If you have any brains and you have the owner or the people upstairs understanding it, they make it a lot easier to do the transition also. Now, we've been lucky. We're yeah, we have. Michael we've, all these we've had, we really have been yeah. lucky. And Frank. We don't mention Frank enough. You yeah, know, Frank, you're right. Frank's been a huge supporter of ours through the years. Yeah. He really has been. Tremendous. No doubt. So I was, you know, we were all there opening day, so I'm done. I'm going to go. Well, we got pro football we got to get to, John. Where, so where are you going, better- Jimmy? I went. I went to the spa already. Oh, okay. I'm going to go eat something. Okay, okay yeah. Hey, Jimmy, go grab something. To eat. Thank you very much, as always, Jimmy. You, McCarrow, you're going everyone. down a coffee shop. Best thing on the menu is the the, the prime rib French dip. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Jimmy McCarroll, everyone, an American Hi, treasure. All right, job, let's uh, let's uh, let's go through these NFL games here, guys. Uh, can uh, rapid fire some of these uh, mediocre ones and. Uh, we start with a mediocre one. And, <laughs> There's a uh, lot of in, mediocre ones. In, in Germany here. You know, Chris, the Indianapolis Colts are the only team in the NFL to score 20 or more points in every single game mm. so far this year. And they uh, take that show over across to Frankfurt, Germany to take on the Patriots. There are rumblings that if the Patriots lose this game, maybe Robert Kraft might fire Bill Belichick midseason. There is that I, rumbling. I have a hard time seeing I that, but we have seen crazier things happen. Chris... You're up to two on Indy here with a total of 43 in this one. Yeah, a little bit of money on Indy, which I can understand. I think that they've shown that they could put points on the board. And I'm not sure New England can do that. Um, Boy, I don't know. You know, Jeff, we talk about, uh, you know, getting into the mind of a billionaire. And obviously, not just one billion. He got a lot of billions. Yep. So what you think he might do and what I think he might do doesn't mean a damn thing. He's going to do what he wants to do. And uh, I don't know if he's going to fire Bill Belichick with a bad performance or not. He should fire Bill Belichick, the uh, personnel director, and bring in somebody to to do that. But I don't know if Belichick's willing to take that uh, kind of a slight. Uh, But regardless, he's going to do what he wants to do. And uh, I think it was another coach at this point in time that probably would be gone. I think, uh, you know, this game is – it's kind of gone back and forth, right, Chris? Between one and a half and two, a little bit. Uh, you know? yeah. So uh, again, people will adjust, Jeff, to the uh, six thirty start time. Not as much as say a week ago. You can't compare this game to the uh, appeal wise to uh, the, the to the Dolphins. Let's just say Chiefs. there may be a few more people you know? that sleep through that six thirty so, alarm as uh, opposed to last. But nonetheless, week. they'll they'll have it. It's you know we still have teams on a, on a bye this week and. Uh, uh, you you saw last week, folks lined up here early, and uh, they'll they'll adjust. But again, I don't think it'll ha- it, it's certainly not going to have the same appeal as the uh, uh, the Frankfurt game a week ago. No, it, it definitely will not. Uh, cross this one. I, I, this is a common theme with this with me in the NFL this week. I cross this one off immediately. Mm-hmm. This is I know a lot of people because last week because of the rookie quarterback scenario and such were saying, oh, this is a really hard card to bet. I think this is the most brutal betting card. Just finding things yeah. that seem good to me on the NFL that we've had all year. Uh, and it probably will lead. It, 
We'll see how true that statement is on Sunday morning when we do the show, Alex and I. But as of this moment, they're just not a lot calling to me, and this one was an easy cross out right away. All right, a rematch of a game we already saw this year, but it's going to be a little bit different this time in Baltimore, mm-hmm. maybe. Uh, Deshaun Watson back, Cleveland uh, took advantage of probably the worst quarterbacking performance of the entire year from Clayton Toon last week of Arizona mm-hmm. in route to a blowout victory. Now to go to Baltimore, the Ravens at home, Chris. I just have, I'll ask you this. With the way that we've seen, and you talk about how home field advantage cooked in is how the team looks also on the road compared to how they look right. at, at home. Baltimore's home field advantage right now, and I know they had that loss at week three to Indy at home. It nine starters out in that game because of injury. The way that Baltimore has been cooking up at home recently, it sure seems like that is quickly becoming the biggest home field advantage in the league. Mm, I'll have to take a look. You know, I don't. It, I'll have to do a reevaluation. I I usually do them at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah but I probably should be keeping closer track as years gone on. It is. I, I will say this though. It, it's it's a bit of a small statistical sample. Yes, whatever you look at, of course, half know. a year. Yep. But I said, you know, Ed Fang, who is a friend of mine, you know, he Ed is a mathematical genius, but he talks about it. you have to kind of cut things down a little bit. What are, you're not going to wait till week 17 to make your make your first bet, are you? If you are, you're in the wrong racket. So we do have to look at things a little more quickly. But keep in mind, it is a smaller statistical sample. I happen to like Cleveland in this game. Six and a half, by the way, the number yeah, right now. I, I think with Deshaun Watson, they, they, you know, and I don't, God knows, I have no positive feelings towards him whatsoever, except for the fact that Cleveland signed him to a quarter billion dollar contract that may strap that team for a couple of years. I like that part about it. Uh, but I think they do play a lot better with Watson, and I, I think six and a half is a little bit too high. I like the dog here. As a Steeler fan, I can understand that sentiment. <laughs> of course. Um, you know, <clears throat> from a home field perspective, Jeff, this is one of the stronger home fields in the NFL, in my opinion. However, it, you also have to take into account the opponent. So the home field advantage, is it, it, there's a little variation depending on who's coming in. So in other words, I don't think it's as strong. Excuse with, me one please, second. Yeah. I'm sorry. Luther Burden. Now upgraded to probable. That's Missouri and Tennessee, yeah, everyone. We talked uh, about that quite yep. a bit. So, okay. uh, Chris, have you moved that number because of that? Well, I'm sitting right here. I'm not no, back I in mean, the office. You know I, mean. I think yeah. I will. You know. Yeah, it probably should go back to one and a half yeah. on that game with Burden upgraded. Uh, for what it's worth from the people in Missouri that I trust, I'm not surprised by that. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. So good. No, no, that's yeah. that's important. I mean, yeah. if we, we, in fact, if we have to – I see the alert coming uh, – Probably uh, yeah. Get that, uh, Chris. If you if camera. you have a phone I'm call, gonna, you have. I'm going to step hey, out for a second. So, so okay. <laughs> <laughs> don't 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 hurt yourself on the way out. Uh, so, Vinny, uh, back. What to I was saying about, about you know, yeah. there's a there's a, a there's a basic home field, but then again, you take into account who the opponent is. So this home field for the Ravens is certainly uh, strong, but would it be more? If it, if it was, frankly, the Patriots coming in, absolutely. Yeah. Right? But now, what, what travels? You hear this, this term, up, defense travels. And this, this Cleveland defense is as good. This is a great defensive game. Both of these teams are having a good Now, I'm not saying that you know, the Ravens uh, couldn't blow them out. I'm not saying that the, Raven, uh, the, the Browns couldn't win this game. What I'm just pointing out, though, that I, I do feel that this is one of the stronger home fields. And if you talk to players around the league, they'll, they'll, they'll support that. Um, that said, you see a seven here. Don't blink. 
because that'll be a take. Yeah, at seven, it's a take. I again, I this is just going to be. This might just be a week that I just don't have much in the NFL, at least pre-flop. Well, I was going to say, you know, this may be uh, this you, you, you may be some week. a lot more in-game yeah. depth based on what you're saying. Yeah, you're, it's you know that that could very well be the very case, difficult right? week yeah. in the NFL. Sure. sure. Uh, going to another game that you know, Vinny, for people that are in the one big survivor pool in town and have all sorts of, you have to have a Thanksgiving game. Yeah. And a lot of people have already used Detroit, so Dallas, who's the obvious survivor pick. Cincinnati could be a heavy survivor pick this week across the board, but they're without T. Higgins. Yep. Jamar Chase is questionable, Multiple. and it sounds like it's going to be a game-time decision. It's down to six and a half here against the Texans for the Bengals. Now, I, I still think even if Chase is able to go even without Higgins, the, the Bengals should be able to win this game. And very it may, it may even cover the six and a half that's out there right now. But if you take Chase out of this game, all of a sudden this gets very interesting with a Houston team that's coming off of C.J. Stroud's coming out party where he was just absolutely magnificent with a rookie record, most passing yards in an NFL game by a rookie last week in that win against Tampa Bay. I've got to tell you, this Houston team, play, they play hard. They play for this coach. Yeah. They play for each other. Um, you, 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 you look at the way this team is developing. Uh, look, they're... They're talking about not just rebuilding. They're talking about you know being a playoff contender. Not, and, and certainly not. I don't, I don't see them winning the division. But are they in the in the playoff mix? Yeah, you look, oh, yeah, look yeah. at them with four and four. Absolutely. Look. So I, I've got to tell you, this is a tricky spot for Cincinnati given the injuries. And I I, I would say that uh, you know as good as the Bengals have been playing and they, the way they've gotten things turned around and Joe Burrow being healthy. Uh, this this is this is another one where I I could see the take on the seven, um, game time decision. Uh, well, I, I I don't know. It's uh, I think it'll be a good two way betting game. But we know what what the take is. The question is, uh, I think waiting and seeing the you know the uh, the eligibles and ineligibles uh, or actives and inactives on Sunday morning is going to tell a lot about uh, what the Bengals are or what kind of support we're going to see for the Bengals, Chris. I kind of agree with you that seven to me would be a take, uh, and I did have it seven. Yeah. Uh, but as I look through the the rest of the week, um, you know, injury reports and all that, I, mean, I think seven would be a one way number. I don't see anybody laying the seven. I think you, you know six and a half makes it tough, but I think seven would be a one way number. You got to take it or pass. Yeah, this is uh, again a pass for me. Uh, this is also Cincinnati and Baltimore play each other on Thursday next week in. The question is, how did that game land on Thursday? <laughs> with how good of a game that oh, is. Well, Davis might, I mean, now Michael, Michaels might Michael's actually might be, be happy for once. Yeah. Uh, but uh, it's. Uh, I watched the game, actually. Hey, that was a close game last night, Chris. That game was close. I was at dinner last night. I have friends. They can all, it seems like we can only arrange everything on Thursday nights. So I looked at this guy and says, you know what? If we're going out on a Thursday, this is the time. This is the one. one. This, this is, is the, the one. one. I can miss this game and not think twice about it. Of course, yeah. it falls three. And of course, and of course it fell three. three. Yeah, yeah. 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 as we know. Uh, Bengals, six and a half. Again, nothing for me on this one. I, I will say, though, Joe Burrow is sitting out there in books that offered a 20 to one to win the MVP. Still 15 to one still out there. That's, that's still still pretty good. Still pretty good if you what can get anything north of 10 to one on Burrow. Uh, to win win the MVP, Bengals again. I, I've said it plenty of times. You had to you had to get rid of them when you could have, and 
Didn't Here it? they are. Yeah. The league did not, and the Bengals are just fine now, as now they're all healthy. Yeah, I was looking they're back through my futures. You know, when Burrow was hurt, yeah, I had the Bengals as high as thirty-five to one to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, I, I, I'm, it's a mea culpa. I should not have had it that high. And we got bet a little. I mean, not much, like a nickel or well, something like that. Well, you that. know, it's funny because remember last year when the Bengals got off to that really bad start last year, it was the same sort of thing. Oh, that run to the Super Bowl the year before was a mm -hmm. fluke. Those numbers really got to me, way too high on the Bengals in the futures market, and they were one late shove away from being in overtime in the, in the AFC Championship game a year ago. Uh, just some teams that you, I know they haven't won yet, they kind of have a little bit of the Brady New England teams in them when they get yeah. off to the bad starts and then, wait a second, why do we discount them after week four? Yeah, I, I, mean, uh, I, I, I know I did. I, mean, yeah. I think I made a mistake. This is a really interesting game. NFC versus AFC. Niners on the road in Jacksonville. It looks like Trent Williams and Debo Samuel will be back for the Niners. Right. Uh, Three-game losing streak, Chris, on the road against a team that, quite frankly, has looked pretty darn good. Sure. After that loss in week three to Houston, they've really stabilized. They've won five in a row to get to six and two. The Jags, rarity. You're going to get a good team at home getting three, but I want absolutely nothing to do with them this week with the Niners finally getting healthy. Well, I would agree, and I, you know, one thing I've I've said for many many years: if you bet momentum in college, you could do pretty good. Yeah. You bet momentum in the pros, you're going to get killed. Oh yes. And the momentum right now is on the side of Jacksonville, but you look at the overall picture, and uh, this is one of the sides. I think is definitely the right side is San Francisco. You know, they're getting healthy. They've had a little extra time off to prepare for this one. They're in desperate straits all of a sudden. This game is hugely oh, important. Oh, got to have it, yeah. Uh, I, I, think, uh, I think San Francisco is absolutely the right side. It's, <laughs> I hate to go to three and a half, but, you know, sometimes you want to be first rather than last, and I might be going there fairly quickly. Uh, but I, I, that being said, I will tell you, after this game, I would probably be looking to bet Jacksonville the rest of the way because I think they're a good team, solid team, well-coached, good quarterback, the whole ball of wax. I think if there's a team to watch out for in the AFC in the second half of the season, it's Jacksonville. But this is a bad, bad spot for them. I like the Niners quite a bit this week. Toggler right now, right, uh, laying two and a half, taking three. Um, but it looks like we're starting to see some three with money, which we means are. there's going to be San Francisco money here. Mm -hmm. Jeff, you hit on a key point. Uh, getting healthy, uh, the second game for you know after the trade with Washington, to increase the depth on uh, on defense, um, and coming in off a of bye. Uh, this is you know losing three in a row. Uh, this this we're going to find out a lot about. I I I think we know more about San Francisco. Um, we're going to find out uh, you know to Chris's point too about about Jacksonville here, who's playing playing terrific. Don't get me wrong, but. Um. Yeah. This is this is one. This one of the. This is probably the best game of the morning. Really, when you think mm -hmm. about it, uh, watch this, it. You know, this, this, one, and, this in Cleveland and, you know, and Baltimore, and Baltimore and Cleveland with the two defenses the ones, there. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, but this uh, this bears watch. But I could see this. Uh, I could see this going through. Yeah. Three. Again, for the Niners, uh, it's important because the NFC West is all of a sudden not a sure thing yeah. right now. Yeah. Uh, I still think they get it done out west. Seattle. I'm not buying. We kind of saw what they've been against better competition so far this year. Uh, and we'll get to their game a little bit later. Again, Niners tied in the West with the Seahawks. Seahawks currently uh, just uh, ahead on tie breaks 
uh, but that will likely change as we go through. All right, New Orleans and Minnesota. What an amazing job by Josh Dobbs a week ago coming off the yeah. bench on four days with being with the team, leading the comeback win against Atlanta. Now to get New Orleans, who, I mean, they started every second half possession in this in Chicago territory a week ago. It's still only one by seven. Oh, and by the way, they needed four turnovers in the fourth quarter to hold on in that one. Um, this is, Chris, it's three. You're the only flat three in town. Well, that's as the way know. we do things. Yeah. As we know. Yeah. Uh, so the best number on Minnesota in town is here. Getting a full three. Total 41. This is the closest I am to betting aside. I like the Vikings getting the three. I don't expect Justin Jefferson to play. But we kind of went too far the other way on Kevin O'Connell. Yeah. Where I think Kevin O'Connell can coach. I don't know why there are a lot of people out there that are saying, oh, this guy's not a good coach. It was all luck last year. No, I mean, the offensive numbers have been good the whole time. It just, it just natural regression with all those close wins more right. than anything. I, I was not in that ballpark saying that about yeah. Kevin O'Connell, but I, I listen, I, I <laughs> we've seen Josh Dobbs. We kind of know what, know he, what is. he is. We know what he is. And I think, when you see that lightning in a bottle that he caught last week, I I think it's just going to be hard to duplicate that. Uh, I would say at this number that I have right now in this store, it, it'd be take three or pass. Uh, but if if I was out there and I saw a two and a half flat, I think I'd like Minnesota. I mean, I think I'd like uh, New Orleans a little bit in this spot. Uh, but that being said, I really have no strong opinion here. This is a toggler, two and a half, three. Uh, we'll probably be back to two and a half at some point. But right now, I prefer to hold the whole number if I can. Right. And uh, that's what I'm doing right now. But uh, I'm not sure. Uh, you know, I think it's a tough game. I would, I, if I was out there betting, I would pass. I, I really don't like New Orleans. And New Orleans is going to win this division in the NFC South probably, at yeah. this rate because mm -hmm. they've taken a, enough advantage of the easy schedule of many and. And if they win this game, they're six and four, despite really not playing good football at all this year. Well, they they did escape last week. Well, they uh, sure I mean, did. They that, that game they were they were in control, but the but the fourth quarter, and then they had to win it right at the end too. Chicago had a chance to uh, uh, to go in and, and and tie the game. They were they were trying to you know close to tying the game. I, I think this game here, it's a matter of who who do you trust? Which coach do you trust? Uh, you probably trust O'Connell a little bit more. Jefferson, wait to see about him. If he plays, then, uh, you know, obviously it comes down. If he doesn't, I'm not so sure it goes through three, but be a very difficult uh, spot, to, I think, to lay uh, the, the Saints here. And, and the Vikings, their defense is playing pretty decent, too. When you Been a little better. About it, you Been know, a little better, yeah. About it. So, um, yeah, this, uh, this, is an interesting, this is an interesting game right here, but I think we'll continue to see two-way action uh, up until when we get the final word on Jefferson. Let's uh, go to Green Bay and Pittsburgh next. Uh, you have the shirt today, Chris. Steelers, <laughs> three-point favorites. This has been a toggler between three and three-and-a-half here in this one. Uh, 39 the total. I'm a little surprised the total's that high. And the <laughs> fact that it's been bet up here, uh, I... It's always yeah, we opened thirty-seven. I know. I'm surprised that people have taken this up to thirty-nine. Well, that's uh, yeah. your best shot. Uh, you're uh, betting over. I yeah. mean, look. I, I think. I think we kind of know what's going to happen here. Probably Pittsburgh will look mediocre for three quarters. They'll be losing thirteen <laughs> to ten going to the fourth. They'll catch lightning in a bottle and win the game twenty to thirteen. I think that's pretty safe at this point, Chris. <laughs> 
You have the script somewhere in your I pocket. Mean, I what, mean, is that, that you're, you're on one of those commercials? That's what, so. that's what Pittsburgh's done all year. <laughs> Don't forget mentioning they'll be out game too. Oh yes, the, be, well, I, if they're ever going to out game <laughs> someone, it would be this week that they yeah. would out game Green Bay. I got to tell you, and our, our friend John Falensky, who has you know a friend, been in this business a long time, big Green Bay Packer fan, even though he's from Pittsburgh. Big, and I talked to him this week. And he says, I'm going to tell you, Jordan Love does not have it. He does, you know, not. He does not have it. And he always wants to see the world through uh, green and uh, gold lenses. You know, but he says, he doesn't have it. I think it's going to be a real tough spot for him here. But we were on with Billy Gardell early on. And that's why I'm wearing my Steelers shirt in honor of Billy, big Pittsburgh guy. I'll tell you, if you're going to bet Pittsburgh, <laughs> maybe you could lay the three, but I'd be much more comfortable betting the money line, even if you have to lay a dollar seventy something like that. Because this game could easily be uh, 14-13 at the end. Oh, uh, yeah. Or something like that. So, I mean, if you like Pittsburgh, I'd say probably bet the money line. I think Pittsburgh will win this game. I really do. But, you know, you're you're playing with fire. If you even dream of laying three and a half, you are really playing with fire in this yeah, one. I would definitely not even – I would not even consider the three and a half. Three is the only number you can even yeah, consider. Yeah, that's the only one you could consider. But, and, listen, if you like Green Bay, you could probably take a three and a half. But sure. I, I think it would be hard to bet Green Bay in this spot. Just think about everything that we're saying right here and how important that number three is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, so <laughs> – particularly in the NFL, right? I mean, when it's – when it's three and a half uh, it, 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 in a game like this, it, it's a take. When it's three, uh, you're laying it. And, uh, <coughs> so yeah, this this will be uh, this figures to be a uh, uh, a close one coming, you know, and and being determined right in the fourth quarter. No, I, I those Pittsburgh games are never blowouts, except for the Houston game earlier in the, in yeah. the year. That's the only one that's been a non-competitive game that's featured Pittsburgh this year. Little did we know how good Houston was. Hey, look, time. Houston, Houston is, mm -hmm. they're alive. They're alive. They're a live team regardless got a of the great, we love, We've sung the praise of DeMarco mm -hmm. Ryans and C.J. Stroud. Yeah. Uh, those two have been a huge story this year, really coming from nowhere. I mean, Ryans, we knew him as a good uh, you know, yeah, assistant I, and that sort of thing. But uh, And C.J. Stroud, you know, some of us you know, liked him coming out of college. I didn't expect this, though. I got to tell you, well, his kid's good, especially in comparison to what Young is has done. Young has not done so far yeah. uh, this Richardson year. It sure hurt. looks like Houston actually was better off picking number two Absolutely. than they were picking number one. You know, one more other thing. That was the one game that the, the Steelers did not make the second half, or the, the second half adjustments did not fall into that place didn't for them that day. That was the one game. Every yeah. other game, they've either won uh, in the second half or been much closer. Let's uh, go to a game that I crossed off immediately. That's Tennessee at Tampa. If you know what's going to happen in this game and have a confident bet on the side in this one, good for you. I have no idea in this game with Levis being named a permanent starter in Tennessee, and correctly so. I actually think he's looked a lot better than I would have expected through yeah, two starts. Was uh, he a second-round draft choice, Jeff? Yes. Yes. Second round? Yeah, second round. And for Tampa, I mean, that was a that was a gut punch loss that they suffered last week in Houston. A high scoring game. Yeah. You get you get thirty seven points and still not enough. You give up the late touchdown. Stroud goes less than a minute yards with forty in forty seconds to beat you. Really a gut punch for Tampa. Chris, you're a Tampa one and thirty nine here in a game that I'll be honest with you. Like I said, I have absolutely no clue on this one. Well, I got a lot of that. Same opinion on most of the card. I got to say, yeah. I think it's a really hard card yeah. myself. Um, 
Yeah, I'm kind of with you. This is a toggler, not a two and a half, three, three and a half game, but one, one and a half, one, yeah. one and a half. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I made the number Tampa Bay one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're going to go take one and a half, you're cutting it pretty close there, buddy. I got to tell you. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm kind of with you. I don't know what to think. Uh, I, I I don't know. I mean, uh, again, I always root for these young kids coming in the, to the league. I want Levis to be good because it's good for the league. But I don't know how good he is. But I'm still rooting for Baker Mayfield. I think this kid kind of yeah. got the short end of the stick a couple times. That's my that's my take on this game. You know how uh, uh, you, you got a, a journeyman and now a veteran in Mayfield going up against Levis, the rookie. So um, I think – we're going to continue to see this one bounce, you know, uh, between uh, one and one and a half. I think he got his lowest pick at one point. This was all to take early in the week on on the Titans, but I, I could see Tampa money showing too, and I think overall it'll be two way action on the game. Yeah, good luck to anyone who places a wager on this one. That's that's my stance. Uh, I reserve the right to make an in game bet. That's all I'll say <laughs> you, on that one. You, you always have that reservation. Yes, so. uh, Kyler Murray's back. For yeah, Arizona this week, yeah. he's returning. Uh, they just put out a, a a video on the Cardinals Twitter account uh, confirming that he is a go for this week. Chris, Atlanta somehow found a way to lose to Josh Dobbs on three days with being with the Minnesota Vikings last week. You have been all over the map on this game. Yeah, As high as Atlanta three, as low as pick, you're right now sitting at Atlanta minus two on the road against Arizona, total 43 of this one. I got to kind of like Atlanta in this game. You know, I, everybody knows I've never been a Kyler Murray fan. Uh, I mean, you just have to wonder how does this team respond after that, that game last week? And there's rumors that, um, uh, what's the coach for Atlanta Smith, Arthur, Smith. Arthur, Arthur Smith. Smith. He may not last, uh, the plane ride home if they lose this game. I, I, I kind of like Atlanta in this game. I think they, I think they cover this number. I think they win this game, you know, but, Listen, I say that, and somebody texted me their, their plays today, and they said, is this crazy? I said, this is the NFL. Nothing is crazy. <laughs> you know, I don't have any idea. I mean, if Kyler Murray lights him up at 35, and I'd come in on Monday and say, we should have seen it coming, Jeff. But yeah. I, you know, I, don't, I don't see that. I think Atlanta wins this game. I like Atlanta in this one. You know, well, Murray, Murray's back, I think, uh, James Conner's back, I believe, this week as well for the. Let uh, me just confirm that, uh, but I think you are for the, right for the for the Cardinals, which is big. And the reason it's big is that he's missed at least the last two games. He's still the leading rusher on the James Conner's been out a month. Right. Uh, he's right. quote trending in the right direction. Right. Listed as questionable. He's still the leading week. rusher on the team after being out for a month. So yeah. um, that's how important he is to. The, I I don't know. I I'm a little opposite Chris on this one. I could see where. Where where Murray being back and if Connor plays is a big boost uh, to the Cardinals here and it wouldn't shock me if uh, if there's support for him uh, you know at, at the counter so uh, I, you know perception's reality to a lot of folks and um, Falcons play a lot of close games they got some talent or they're going with Heineke right so yes. uh, I don't know I just uh, it's, it's going to be interesting to see here I think you know overall. I don't think it'll be that big a decision uh, because I think there'll be, you know, this early Falcons. It's gone back and forth already, but I, I could see some Cardinal support at some point. 
It would not shock me if Atlanta wins this game by one and Arizona covers. <laughs> it would not shock me. Would it me shock one. you if Arizona wins the game? No. I, right? I, I, okay, so, anything's yeah. on the table here. Yeah. It, it, yeah. it would not shock me if Kyler Murray coming back actually hurts Arizona and they look terrible. Well, it can't hurt them anymore. It did last no, week. No, no. Yeah. I'm talking yeah. about in comparison to what Dobbs yeah, was. Okay. Last, week, I, last week is it's a one-off. Yeah, if okay. you had a kid who had no chance at all in Clayton Toon playing in that game, I, I that's uh, Chris, I know we – from from a team perspective, there's always burn the tape games. From a betting perspective, that was a burn the tape game. Okay. I take absolutely nothing <laughs> from that one because I actually thought their defense played pretty well and just had yeah. no chance. Another team that plays very hard. Chris yes. and I see yeah. this every yeah. week. Yeah, Gannon's done a great this, job. This they play team, hard. Yeah. They 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 don't. There's no quitting this team. So. Yeah, they uh they're fighting for the first pick. It's gonna could be a very interesting race between them and Carolina, which actually, of course, would be the Chicago Bears getting the Carolina yeah. pick. I got. I, I just think it's a bad organization, the Cardinals. They've had a couple of good years here and there, but overall, the Bidwells—they've owned that team for about sixty years, li- yeah. literally—and uh, it's just not a good organization. Let's uh, let's let's hey, hit look uh, trade they get Kurt Warner at the end of his yeah. career and catch lightning in a bottle yeah, there. They did Carson Palmer, same sort of deal. Right. Uh, look, Kyler Murray is what he is. It's very hard to be an elite quarterback in this league at five foot nine. Yeah, uh, Drew Brees is was Five one of a nine? kind. What, was he on his tiptoes when you measured him, uh, Jeff? Yeah. <laughs> Let's go to the Chargers and the, the Lions. Detroit off the bye week. Chargers off a win on Monday night in New York against the Jets. Chris, you're up to three on Detroit. Uh, this was one and a half sight unseen and actually pretty funny after you reopened it. Uh, the betters wanted Detroit and laid Detroit after seeing the Chargers with like three touchdowns on Monday, kind of just a testament to what that game was on Monday night. Yeah. Total hasn't moved all, at all, 48 and a half, but Detroit three on the road at SoFi. I like the Chargers in this spot. I, I thought, you know, one, one and a half was, you know, the right number. Detroit, a very slight favorite. But uh, I think taking three, I think, uh, if I think if I was out there playing, I would take the Chargers plus the three or maybe take. Uh, Parlay that, or well, not parlay it, but add that to uh, a money line bet. Uh, you know, I, I like the Chargers in this spot. I think uh, I think they win this game at home. Lions get get healthy in the backfield, right in the offensive backfield, uh, so I could see the support for them here. And um, you know, I think what the Chargers did well on Monday night too was, uh, I thought their defense played well. But again, you're going against a Jet offense. That is absolutely struggled all year and going to continue to struggle. Continue, considering, and it's it's not just on the quarterback; it's it's on the the entire scheme. And they're they're they haven't been able to play with the same offensive line uh, in consecutive games. I mean, so it we we saw it in the preseason. We knew it was going to be a problem. It was a problem going into the draft. It was a problem during the preseason, and. Uh, it, it remains to be their their biggest uh, Achilles heel, and I think that's what. Uh, so, but that said, when do we see Charger support here? I I think the fact that it's been at three for a bit tells me the betters are waiting for for it to go to through three. I don't know if it does or not. I, I but, don't see that. You know, I don't see three and so a half. So if it doesn't, then there'll be some Charger support. I it's I, a wait and see. Again, I would it did, anything's in play here. I, it, it wouldn't shock me if the Lions go out there and. Destroy them. Wouldn't shock me if the Chargers have a big effort and win the game outright. Wouldn't shock me if this game, Vinny, lands Detroit three. There you go. Exactly, <laughs> exactly what you want there. Um, uh, again, nothing, nothing for me on that one. All right, to Dallas Cowboys. Tough, tough loss 
against Philadelphia last week. They had their chances. Mm-hmm. They had their chances, just couldn't get it done in the end, losing by five. And now they welcome in the Giants, who Tommy DeVito is going to start. Tommy DeVito might be the worst quarterback I've ever seen play an NFL game. Oh, come on. I'm serious. I, I, Did you watch the Arizona game last week? I, I, him and Toon are in a very, very close race right now, Chris, for the worst quarterback to play this year. And maybe even the worst quarterback I've ever seen, even though Ryan Lindley still has that title for me. <laughs> Chris, 16 it opened. It's north of 17 now. The total's gone down, despite Dallas becoming a bigger favorite. Uh, and you know what? I have no argument with either of those moves. <laughs> I got to tell you, I like the Giants oh, here. You know, I, I think that number's <laughs> just gotten too high. You know, 17 and a half. You know, we talk about style points in college football. There's no style points in the NFL. They're not going to walk out of there with a win. I mean, if they're up by 14 late in the game, you know, I don't, I mean, listen, who knows? I mean, the mind of any coach might be looking to cover, especially, you know, Dallas. If I had to pick one team that would look for style <laughs> points, it would probably be Dallas, you know, with that Jerry Jones run outfit. You know, I mean, please don't get me started. I'm a Steeler fan from way back. Uh, but I think this number is just two and a half, just too high. You know, I mean, I think that 17 and a half, you, you got it. You, just out of mere principle, you got to take that. And I, I like the Giants here. I, listen, I'm going to need them. And you know what? I don't mind needing them. That's okay. Huge number. Um, we did get a take a bet over at the 38 and a half. So, uh, you know, look, the, the Giants, we talked about the, the Jets' offensive line issues. They've got offensive line issues. Again, they traded Leonard Williams, so they're their best defender, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago, too, at the trade deadline quarterback issues uh it's it's difficult here um cowboys they'll be teased down you know pros will tease them up and take uh you know go through uh three touchdowns easily so uh, but it's we're, we're gonna need the giants and to chris's point if you need a team that's getting two and a half touchdowns it's not a bad spot to be in i have nothing on this Okay. I thought it's sixteen Dallas. You've was been good. saying that for every, almost I, every game. Don't Jeff. I know? I, I, I hey, look. Sometimes no. The only thing I could tell you, I kind of agree with you. This is a yeah, really difficult. I, and card. as Vinny has told me on plenty, plenty of occasions, yeah. you have to book them all. I don't have to bet them all. That's right. So that's where we're you at this choices, week. Uh, Washington at Seattle here, Commanders. Uh, Chris, this is a toddler between six and six and a half. Seattle laying six right now. Total forty four and a half. I, look, I, I think Sam Howell's been totally reasonable. This year, I, I know he's taking a lot of sacks. He's holding the ball too long, but when he's been able to get the ball out, he's looked pretty, perfectly solid so far this year for Washington. Well, the wise guys kind of agree with you because I've got most of the sharp play is on the dog plus a six and a half. Um, boy, no strong opinion here. I was thinking if I was going to play the dog, I'd probably be looking for seven. But uh, you know, I don't know. <laughs> you know, Jeff, I've been saying it, you know, kind of teasing you about it, but I'm going to tell you the same thing. No strong opinion there. I think this is another tough, tough game. Um, just hate laying too many points in this league. You know, but six, you're kind of you're kind of a little closer than I would like. Um, but I don't know. Probably gun to my head, I'd probably take Seattle in this spot. By the way, I think the weather's going to be kind of bad up there. Yeah, it's not going to be great. Yeah, so um, I don't know. Maybe a slight, slight lean towards Seattle, but nothing strong whatsoever. Seattle's got to be angry. 
uh, uh, was not good last week. Last week. Uh, coming home here, this is the second game now. I, I give I give the Commanders credit. Uh, they go into New England and after trading two of their best defenders the week before at the trade deadline and uh, and took care of business up there. But that again speaks as much to the Patriots' issues as a uh, as anything. But um, the, I think there's going to I think as we get closer to Sunday and and kickoff here. This game is uh, there's going to be a lot more support for Seattle in this game. Let's go to Sunday night game of the week, right, guys? We're all mm-hmm. waiting on all waiting all day for Sunday night for Zach Wilson and Aiden O'Connell just due north of here at Legion Stadium. Vinny, you going? You going? I'll be, I'll be there. I think I, I mentioned you this to you. I will be there. Yeah, yes. I, I will be there. I have a uh, I have a cousin. Oh yeah, that's right. Your cousin, the, yeah. the, a wedding. My, my cousin's daughter's right. just getting married. My cousin, by the way, who's a Jet fan. Yeah. Okay, grew up not far from uh, at the time Shea Stadium. Yeah, he. When is the wedding? Three o'clock. Great, cuz what are you? What, what, what are you doing? So too soon, Jeff. So the Jets and the Raiders. Uh, Chris, Jets were favored earlier in the week, despite yeah. that disaster on Monday against the they're Chargers. Favored again in a they're, lot of spots. Yeah, they're favored again in a lot of favorite, spots. Yeah. You have a pick. Uh, you finally got me on something here. I have under. I I, I took under thirty six and a half. Maybe I'll get a 37 again by kick. I don't know how in the heck we're getting more than I, – I don't know how either team's getting to 17. And last time my math – I checked my math skills. If 17's the max for a team in this game, we ain't getting to 36 and a half, Chris. Well, you did go to Missouri, so let's oh, keep true. that in mind. I deserve that one, yes. <laughs> um, you know, Jeff, I think I made my numbers the Raiders won. Okay. So, again, you're cutting it pretty close, one pick, one the other side. But how can the Jets be a road favorite? I think pick is right in this game. Oh, well, that's why I'm running the yeah. game pick. Yeah. You know, yeah. I don't know who to favor in yeah. this one. But, I mean, how do you make the Jets a road favorite? I, I don't know. And, you know, you know, uh, I, maybe they did the right thing finally, getting the right coach uh, for the Raiders. I, I, I don't know. Is it possible or is it a one-off? I, I'm not sure. But, uh, you know, maybe they have a little bit of a spark in them. And I think the Jets right now, you know, Wilson looks just so bad. We knew he was bad. He kind of had a couple of glimpses of not being so bad. What They've they've scored two touchdowns once this year. Is that correct? I think, Jeff, two offensive touchdowns. I mean, the Jets, the Jets, have, the Jets have eight touchdowns in eight games. They are the fifth team to do that in the last yeah. eight years. And by the way, the Jets have done that three times Jeez. of those of those five teams. Yeah, both I, of I Adam Gase, both yeah. of Adam Gase's teams. Yeah, uh, I forget who the fifth team was, and the other two are this year's Giants and this year's Jets are the only other two to do That's that. Unbelievable! I know. Unbelievable. There's something they, they might just need to get rid of MetLife, Vinny. That's all. There's uh, re- rebuild the old stadium again. Well, I, I mean, I'm not yeah. sure I'd you know pour my bankroll into the Raiders at this point. No, either. it's it's, it's but, an unbelievable difficult yeah. handicap on the side in this yeah. game because the Jets' offense is awful. But their defense is the best unit in this game by a pretty significant margin. The deepest, yeah. the deepest yes. also. Yes, they're they're the best unit in this game. But there is a legitimate argument to be made that Max Crosby is the best player in this game on either side. Uh, yeah, I so think that's very I, viable. Yeah, and the Jets have struggled more so with teams that have elite pass rush, and we saw that last week where the Chargers' pass defense is terrible, but they have three guys that can really rush the passer, and mm-hmm. the Jets couldn't block them. Well, Jets offensive line, Giants offensive line. That, that, if there's a common bad. factor, very bad. Uh, so, <laughs> but but 
you, you hit on a key point, and and the Jets defense here. So you're playing the under. I, I could understand it. I mean, this is going to go back and forth. It's going to hover around. Raiders pick probably go off one. as a favorite. I think they might. I mean, there's always support, right? Every game so far this year, except one, we've seen Raider support, and it's not just locals. So, uh, I, but again, this will. This is this is the prime time game on Sunday night, so everything will be going to it, and that'll impact what uh, what the number is going to wind up being. Yeah. All right, before we go, guys, one last one Monday night real quick, Chris. The betters love the Broncos this week. Yeah. All the way down to seven here. Uh, I took I took eight and a half early in the week. Good got number. that. Got the, good number. Great number. I, I had, to, had to do it when it was apparent that it was going to start steamrolling through seven. Uh, even at seven, I still like the Broncos do in this right? game against okay. the Bills. I know this could be a get-right spot for Buffalo, but that defense, since Matt, and we talked about it when Milano got hurt. Yeah. That defense been has been defense. has been Absolutely. legitimately yeah. bad since Milano has gotten hurt, and for all the problems the Broncos have had, you look at Russell Wilson's numbers; they're not that terrible this year. No. And it's kind of more just we're going off of what happened last year. I wouldn't be shocked if Denver pulls it outright either in this game. Ooh, really, that wouldn't. would be a big one, and that, that would, would be a really big one. Yeah. put a big problem, a big dent in Buffalo's playoff chances. If that, that would happened. be a big one, yeah. yeah. Um, I, don't, I mean, it's seven to me. I would bet the favorite or pass. Yeah. I got to tell you, uh, I I I, I kind of like the favorite in this game. I really do. And uh, you know, usually I, I like to lean towards a dog, and I know the wise guys are on the dog, but I kind of like the favorite in this spot. If there is going to be a get right spot, Vinny, it would be this week for Buffalo because even though the Jets have all their issues, Josh Allen has had a lot of problems with that defense the last year plus. Yeah, I mean, I think the. the Diggs is a question mark, right? Yes, Diggs, he hurt his back in practice you know, so, yesterday. Yes, uh, you know, that's going to be that's going to be a big factor. Um, even with their injuries, though, Jeff, defensively, you know they've they've made some timely plays. It's just, in fact, I think there was a players only meeting either yesterday or today. Okay, and I heard heard that it might have just been the offensive players. Now again, I I don't have that confirmed. Um. But I did hear there was a players-only meeting, and you know that that could go either way, right? Sometimes uh, that can galvanize a team, and sometimes uh, it speaks to 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 bigger issues. So, um, but I I think when we get to Monday, there'll be there'll be Bills support, if nothing else, just by virtue of of overall records to, to both these teams. So. Uh, but I think the digs, the digs injury is uh, is certainly so, that, that's that's a that's a major aspect. We'll see how it all plays out. Again, as we know, anything's possible in the National Football League on a week to week basis. Gentlemen, fun as always. Good to be with you. I'll let you guys go back to work. Thank you, <laughs> Chris Andrews, Vinny Maliolo. Yeah. Shout out to the crew and right, Jerry catch, Ryan. Yeah. Uh, let's Sean. mention the crew because Jimmy mentioned yeah. them earlier. I think I may have left out one or two guys. You know, who've been back there, been. The crew's done a great crew's, job. Crew's been Every awesome. Day. We wouldn't be on without no, it. No, we wouldn't. We wouldn't. Excellent. Alex White and I are back tomorrow morning. We'll probably see Vinny in here for a little bit tomorrow I'll stop morning. By. Yes. Uh, eight to nine, previewing all of college football in uh, week 11. How about that? Week 11 Damn. in college football already tomorrow. I'm Jeff Parles. We'll see you tomorrow. Sports by the book here at the South Point Studio.